0: We need more white guys giving their insight (laughs) on this because they don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? What do you want me to do? Germany's done Stop! I don't really know how to make fun of that I thought you were being sarcastic. (laughs) No, I totally am.
1: Well, if that's what you want to do, we could do that. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's just Mitchell today.
0: Hello. Go it's on. it's just going to be me today. Um had a nice day. Eat this cookie while you do the whole show. I woke up at 8:30 a.m., got out of bed, had some breakfast, went to work, did work at work, <laughs> got off work, did the works, and now I'm here. Uh yeah, there you go. Back to you, Clifford. No. I'm I'm still eating. Fine. So, <laughs> We're going to be starting off this show with... Uh, I guess we don't really do this much where we like have planned topics for like the start. Well, kind of. Because like we usually we, just like kind of spitball it at the beginning. But, usually,
1: but there was just like so much that I felt like that we could have talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: I wanted to... Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I no, no. Have, I, wasn't I shouldn't
0: s- have asked you. I wasn't saying that <laughs> as a negative thing. I was just being like, hey, we're doing something a little more. Mitchell sh-
1: shot at me the dirtiest look... Just now, and I and I think Podwood forecast is over. I threw
0: my pocket knife at him. (laughs) But wasn't um, even
1: open. He just you just tossed it at me
0: exactly. (laughs) But there's a lot of stuff in the movie world with like all the Oscars. There's all these new shows coming out, including like the Lord of the Rings show, which we've extensively always talked about. Lord of the Rings. Yep. So we have some thoughts on. Some really important, mind-blowing thoughts that have never been spoken before.
1: Yeah. We um, will get to the movies that we... Yeah. Uh, we're planning to talk about.
0: Yeah, because uh, after the break, uh, obviously, this episode, it's going to be about the adventures of Tintin, and uh, on the Galactic Railroad, it's like two extremely different kinds of animated movies. Yeah. But, it's going to be a very positive episode, oh, <laughs> probably, yeah. which is good. So much... It's gonna so be much a, to say. Yeah, but... um. Let's start off by, I guess, going over some some Oscar territory. Yeah, see so, what's going on over there.
1: Um, the Oscar nominations were announced recently, and I think like well, that, not not the nominations, like the the runner ups, like the nominees, yeah, and such. Um, so I'm trying to find that list.
0: At least find like the best pictures list.
1: Yeah, best picture. So we definitely
0: don't need to go over like everything. No, but we don't. Best picture, I think. I because I kind of forgot what was even nominated for best picture, anyways. So it would be nice to have a refresher. But I know it wasn't like incredible, but it was like okay. It was better. I feel like I there's remember a lot, being a actually. better a better selection than some previous years. But there's ten. There's also ten nominees. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. And here's the thing, it's like, it is true that the Oscars are kind of, well, I wouldn't even say that they're overrated at this point, because no one really cares about the Oscars anymore. They're kind of
0: arbitrary. It's really just for the point of people wanting to see directors they like get an award so that they can have more money for more movies, but no one like really cares that much about the award itself. Yeah. You know?
1: It's like... When our favorite directors or actors get nominated, it's like, woo, yeah! Now they'll get more attention, I guess. Yeah, and better roles maybe. It's not oh. like
0: I'm so glad they won an Oscar. I'm 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 like, oh, I'm so glad that more people will know about this now. Yeah, it's like the effect of the award, not really the award itself. That's yeah. interesting to me.
1: Plus, the award ceremony is always
0: lame. Plus, the Academy, like, just learning about kind of how it works. Like, they just get really general audience-type people to partake in a lot of the Academy stuff, and a lot of the nominations are just, like, always predictable. Yeah. Like, you know, and... in a, The Oscars especially hate horror movies, anything related to horror, and a lot of really yeah. good indie movies either get, like, one nomination or go up against, like... Especially in an, the animation field, like, some small, like... 2D indie movie goes up against like Disney Pixar and Pixar or Disney or whoever always wins and stuff. So it's it's usually just this like predictable, you know, who's going to win most of the things Yeah. with the exception of some years where like Parasite won best picture. And that was like awesome. Yeah. And, and, but then you have another year year where it's like Green Book wins and it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like whatever. (laughs) It's not the most awful movie ever, but it's like best picture, especially what it was up against. It was like, all right.
1: Yeah. So best picture nominees are Belfast obvious which i never saw
0: it, it looked like oscar bait to me yeah it, it just looked like it it's probably like good it just looked a little boring i've know?
1: seen the trailer like 50 times yeah uh, i feel yeah. like i already know cuz every movie. time i would go
0: we would go to see a movie it always played the um it always played the trailer for belfast yeah and it yeah. was the same trailer, and it goes on too long. It, yeah, it's <laughs> it like, made me not want to really see it. For some it.
1: reason, it seems like the longest trailer ever. Yeah, it just, I think I
0: counted it as like
1: two and a half minutes.
0: It just wasn't an interesting trailer to me. No, it didn't it's make not. me want to watch it. But Sorry, Kenneth Who knows? Branagh. Maybe it's good, but you yeah. Know. Uh, and then we have Coda.
1: Which I actually never knew about until
0: I saw a review that was like, "Remember the guy from Monty Python who is really mad that his daughter wanted to sing? They made a whole movie out of that."
1: (laughs) You mean his son? He
0: or the son? Yeah, Yeah. from like the Holy Grail.
1: (laughs) But he kept like calling him a her. (laughs) Yeah, but so
0: it's like imagine a whole movie just like with that dynamic, and it's apparently no singing. It has like okay reviews, but the guy who left that review didn't like it, so. Well, it must be terrible. It just seems like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have Don't Look Up, which is hilarious that that's a best picture nom. It shouldn't I mean, be. It's just like. It's because it's an Adam McKay
1: movie and it's like and a it has star like a studded message. cast.
0: It's a star studded cast with like a political message and it's like Adam McKay. You know? Yeah. So,
1: Which the only movie I like by him is Big Short
0: yeah like it's that's fine. fine yeah but i remember when i watched it i was like it's fine but it was stupid <laughs> but it was like tolerable you mean don't
1: look it, up yeah i thought you were still talking about oh no no big short
0: don't look up was tolerable it was fine i i just like forgot about it after i watched it but it wasn't as like annoying as i thought it'd be but never yeah. in my life did i watch it and i was like this will probably get nominated for best picture it like it it's mm-hmm. weird to me that it is a best picture nom it doesn't make sense but it's funny yeah <laughs> and it it, <laughs> and the thing is it will probably win i can see it winning. i don't know i can I just see the academy chances. being like this was like really deep and like you know <laughs> had a really good message leonardo dicaprio yelled in and it. and yeah and just stuff like that lee has leonardo dicaprio in it so yeah i, I wouldn't be surprised if it won because like We've had stuff like Green Book win, you know, like just the obvious like, oh, it has like a a message and like a thing and an an actor who's like old. (laughs) So it's good. But I mean, I say that, but realistically, Power of the Dog will probably win. Yeah, (laughs) that's on this list. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I think there's it has some good competition, but yeah, I'm everyone glad. is talking about Power of the Dog. I thought it was fine. I gave it a it seven. It looks out like 10. okay.
0: Um, cin- I don't. I still have no desire to watch it, but I heard it's like fine. But it it looks like know. it looks you, like a best picture Oscar bait movie to me. It's
1: it's not really. Like I heard it's, it's good, but like because like the cinematography is good, the score from Johnny Greenwood is great, and the yeah. performances are good. It, it just didn't really wow me. Yeah. I just liked it, it Just enough. I see
0: the trailer for that movie and what people say about it, and I'm like, that's definitely going to be like a best pick. No, I'm just based yeah. off like general audience reactions to it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then next we have Drive My Car.
0: That one surprises me. I don't know. I didn't know that movie was... I think it's uh, like the ob- obligatory foreign movie inclusion. It might be, but I do think it's like, kind of like with Parasite. It's not as popular as Parasite, but I'm glad to see it included because it was one of my favorite movies of the year.
1: Yeah, Um, I still have yet to watch. I
0: I love it. It's I'm just surprised it got nominated because it's like it's over three hours long and it's like a foreign movie and it's not by like like Bong Joon Ho has like done like movies in English for Netflix and stuff like people kind of knew about him, but this director and all this it seems like I was kind of like surprised. You know, that it got picked up for Best Picture. And I'm actually, like, I think it's cool because I think more people should watch it because I think it is, like, I don't think... It's not nearly as accessible as Parasite. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just, like, people talking the movie, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I, it's cool to see it get some recognition. I just would have never expected, like... The Academy who nominated Don't Look Up for Best Picture to also nominate (laughs) Drive My Car.
1: Well, I think it got enough, like, noise from, like, the indie movie community and such that they're like, "Oh, okay. I guess cuz we'll I only this. had heard
0: about it through like a couple of my friends, but I never saw like anyone else talking I about it." I saw a lot of
1: people talking about it on on my side. Oh, okay, yeah. Like Indie Wire was making articles about it and
0: Nice. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad it's like getting attention cuz it deserves it. Yeah. So that's a that's a cool nom. Yeah. And then
1: we got Dune, of course. Yeah,
0: that that's an obvious one. I'd I'd be okay with that one winning, too. I mean, it it wasn't my favorite of the year, but it would be cool just to see, like, Denis Villeneuve get, like, a Best Picture.
1: Here's my prediction. I don't think the first Dune will get nominated, but the second one potentially could.
0: Yeah, the second one might win.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like like Lord of the Rings. Like, the first Fellowship didn't get nominated for Best Picture, but I'm pretty sure... Didn't Two Towers win Best Picture?
0: I think Return of the King did.
1: Return of the King definitely did, but I think Two Towers did, too, but... I think only one of them won.
0: That or Return of the the King lost. No, because didn't Return of the King lose to like Beautiful Mind?
1: No, Return of the King won Best Picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I my I think it is because it was like the conclusion to like this big franchise. Because I know a Beautiful
0: Mind got Best Picture over Lord of the Rings at some point. So it's probably like I think that was
1: one of the earlier ones. yeah. Yeah, but. I mean Lord of the Rings, of course, deserved its awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um then there's King Richard.
0: Obvious. Like of course that gets never nominated. Saw it. Yeah. I, I never saw it either, but I it it's Will Smith in a serious movie about like a real person. It's like yeah. a biopic. I'm like, of course that'll get a best picture thing. Yeah. I mean, I heard it's like fine, but a lot of these movies just scream like they were made to get nominated for best picture. Yeah. You know? Oh so. yeah. and then there's Licorice Pizza. Actually. Oh yeah, I was kind of surprised I got nominated
1: I think I can't remember which one I had higher up on my list Licorice Pizza or Dune Licorice Pizza or Dune would be like my two Ones that I would prefer to win Yeah But yeah, Licorice Pizza I I Licorice probably pizza won't though
0: In like my honorables And then yeah. Dune was like 10 or 9 or 8 or something like that Yeah And then there's Nightmare Alley That was a surprise too Um kind of the only reason I think it got nominated is because he's won best picture before yeah and I was like yeah, yeah. Mo. and I I think it'd be interesting it will not win it just it w- it, w- it would shock me if it won yeah. but I would be cool with it winning it wasn't like my favorite of the year but I yeah. it'd be cool to see him like that movie get an award because it did very poorly in theaters yeah like no one so I'm like it'd be cool to see it really. like more people will want to see it if it wins something so I'm like it would be or I'd be alright with that.
1: Yeah, same. And then there's Power of the Dog. We already talked about that. Yeah. And then West Side Story.
0: Why which did I, why did I think that Worst Person in the World got nominated?
1: It got nominated for a foreign film, international
0: film. Did it get any like best director or something? Um because sure. there was one day I saw everyone talking about Adenauer because of the Oscars and I was like, it must have gotten nominated for something really big.
1: Let's see, where's directing, 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 nope.
0: Oh, okay, maybe it was just the form category.
1: Yeah, just international film. But yeah, no, it, that it's was definite, all the best picture ones.
0: It's definitely not a bad best picture list. It's There's been way worse years, and it's probably because they have ten choices instead of, like, what, five or something that they usually do.
1: Yeah, but I the, think the number's been growing.
0: It's, like, half, of course, this is nominated, like, even though I haven't seen it or it didn't look interesting. It's just like, yeah, this is like Oscar bait movie, of course. Mm-hmm. And a few of them, I'm like, oh, I actually genuinely like these. and would be okay if they won. So I don't think it's like too bad of a year. I obviously like for me, like I was hoping Spencer might have a chance, but it, it doesn't make sense that that would get nominated for best picture because it's such a, specific kind of movie it didn't have a lot of attention
1: wait which movie spencer oh um,
0: yeah see like i was really hoping that might have a chance at best picture at least nomination i don't i wouldn't have expected it to win but i do yeah. it makes sense that it wasn't and it got snubbed a lot but i mean like it has christian one, stewart still is it has one nomination yeah. and it's for best actress which i'm glad she got nominated yeah i, I really she deserved, hope she wins it, yeah i really hope she wins but have a feeling she won't because general audiences did not like that movie like oh, like not. it has ne- like you go on Rotten Tomatoes it's like 50% or something. Jeez. High critics though, but Well, they're wrong. But <laughs> that that's the only one I can think of that got snubbed like crazy is Spencer got like one nomination when I, I felt like it deserved a lot more. I think Tragedy
1: of Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth snubbed so hard. Like, the is, only that thing under,
0: is that because of it being like an Apple TV thing, though? But they're including Netflix movies. Well, no,
1: because like their other... Well, I just think it could have been like a nominee for...
0: It should have at least gotten like Cinematography... I something. guess Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington is
1: nominated and uh, Oh, there are nominations. Oh, you
0: mean like Best Picture for Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, true, yeah.
1: And cinematography, but I think it should have been a runner up for Best Picture. It should have been. Yeah. Because like, it was my favorite movie. Like if
0: I could include let me like go back to my like uh list from le- last year to <laughs> see. Yeah, like if I if I could include anything in the best picture category, I wish um like, part of me is, like, yeah, Red Rocket was one of my favorites. It would it would not make sense to be Best Picture Nom. It would be, like, interesting, but I'm not, like, oh, it should have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I wish Spencer, Macbeth, and Come On, Come On. Yeah. Those are, like, the three I, like, would have included. Come on, um, man. But otherwise, like, there's a good amount in there I like. Um, French Dispatch, I'm kind of surprised. Didn't get, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in general, I feel like I'm going to get a ton of nominations, but I'm glad Dune is there, Nightmare Alley, um, Drive My Car, Yeah, I don't think, uh,
1: I don't think the French Dispatch got nominated for anything.
0: I I think you're right, which is, like, shocking. Yeah. Because, like, I liked it. I mean, it was one of my favorites that year, but I, I liked it a lot. And yeah. it had a lot of impressive qualities, but... And it's but, Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He, like, always gets nominated for at least something, I feel like. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's it's not a bad year, I I think as, oh, that... lo- as long as like like if Drive My Car, Dune, or Nightmare Alley wins, I feel like I'd be like cool. Yeah, you know? the I'll... thing the thing that would annoy me is if like don't don't look up's the only one that would probably annoy me if it won. I would, well, not annoy, I would just think it's funny. Yeah, I don't really take the Oscars that seriously. I would be also. I
1: I remembered that Tragedy of Macbeth was also nominated for. Uh, production design oh okay uh which i'm all for that let's see and spencer would...
0: didn't even get like costumes but cruella did like, yeah come on dude
1: <laughs> jeez yeah i don't know what's going on either
0: or like score it, like it... power of the, i mean johnny greenwood granted he did like five movies that year yeah did, like, you know but it it makes sense they would nominate Power of the Dog for Best Score over something like Spencer for Johnny Green. But isn't he not isn't two of the movies nominated for him anyway? Because um I feel like he got nominated for best score like twice, if I recall.
1: Music best original song, nah, just, just Power of the Dog. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Maybe they can maybe they can only nominate one composer, so they just went with the one that was also Best Picture nominated.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that works. Because, like, like, there's also the year that no Scarlett Johansson her. got nominated for both lead actress and supporting actress.
0: That's true, but they're separate categories, Yeah, technically. I, I wonder if maybe they limit one person per category. That'd um, be
1: interesting to just, like, win, like, three Oscars for the same... Because, like, I've heard <laughs> Oh, wait, no, you, duh, what am I thinking? You can't win three in one category.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, but again, with <laughs> Spencer, it has, like these weird tonal elements to it and the score is kind of like creepy and i I just think anything that even verges on the galaxy of creepiness or horror spencer's not a horror movie but there's like creepy elements to it anything that delves into that kind of tone just like the academy just doesn't like care about at all yeah like
1: no, that's too weird.
0: Like horror, movie, like the Lighthouse, you know, like the Witch, like really, really good horror movies. Like, just never get any nominations.
1: Do you do you recall anything remarkable about the Don't Look Up score?
0: No, because apparently that was nominated. That's funny. I don't remember the score at all. <laughs> I felt like the editing was kind of like not great too, and that got best editing. It, yeah, got, it, got best, it got Best Editing because it had, like, flashy editing moments and, like, yeah, weird parts. That's but like an Adam McKay movie for you. Nothing about it. the editing, like, felt
1: that special. It's like, there are cuts in it, so that means it has good editing.
0: Yeah, it has, like... I think it was, um like, Adam said it on the podcast. He's like, it doesn't have, like... It just has the most editing. So people... Yeah. Like, it's, like, with you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. There's a lot of editing. It's not good, but it has a lot of it. So people are like, oh, it must be the best editing. So we'll choose that one.
1: The best editing, in my opinion, is the kind that you don't notice Cause usually.
0: The problem with a lot of like stuff with the Oscars is... For a specific category, like score, editing, lighting, cinematography, whatever, a lot of, or even like best actress or actor, a lot of people just choose the movie they like the most, even if that particular category wasn't the best at that thing. But they're like, I liked that movie the most, so I'll say that one had the best editing. Yeah. Where it's like a movie you like less could have way better editing, but because you like the other movie more, it has better editing to you, and that's just how people vote.
1: Yeah, I so. wish they just had actual experts in They just all get like random categories. people
0: that and they like send them like discs and they're like watch this movie on your TV and <laughs> so people will watch like Dune on their crappy TV through their TV speakers and then they have to vote on like who what has the best sound but like they're watching these like academy movies like screeners yeah through a tv not with like good speakers so it's like how are you even gauging what actually has good sound design properly yeah like they don't really get like i've heard stories and like interviews of people like yeah i was like on the academy and this is like how it worked and it's really kind of lazy like there's not really a lot of effort into choosing like quote-unquote what they believe is objectively the best it's just like oh what movie did i like more i guess i'll vote for that one yeah
1: and that's why people are like why should i care about the oscars yeah when they don't really even seem to care right also i will i will take back what i said just a minute ago about the best editing is the kind you don't notice that is true but also i remember like oh of course it works one way or the other yeah because there's like edgar wright films that are like the editing is very noticeable but it's like stylized and it's not yeah, annoying. Stylized yeah, stylized
0: editing versus really good editing that doesn't distract you. Right. Cuz like you can have something like like for instance I rewatched Batman Begins recently. I noticed the editing in that. It yeah. was awful though, but it was <laughs> real. but I noticed it. I
1: still, so I so like, watched that. If
0: an action scene is happening and I'm not thinking about the camera switches and all the editing, that's good editing for action, <laughs> you yeah. know. But if I'm like, whoa, what's happening? I can't tell what's happening. And there's like camera changes every 10 seconds. That's like bad because I'm noticing it. But in a great movie where there's action, there's like crazy lights flashing and it's like zooming in and stuff. And it's like really wacky. It's like I notice it, but in a good way. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And then speaking of editing, apparently the Oscars aren't even like showing who wins best editing live anymore and really? along with like seven other
0: categories. I think it's just because they they see their ratings going down and they assume oh, yeah. they assume They're, people don't care about certain things and they want to give more screen time to no, like they the were celebrity actually, hosts.
1: They were perfectly transparent about it. They're like, oh. it's because we're trying to we're trying to have a good show on ABC and we want huh. people to watch. So,
0: okay. So I was right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like, people are upset about the editing thing. Some, I, cause I was like reading comments. Short
0: documentary and- is lame too, because like, I know people don't care about short documentaries or even documentaries in general, really. But like, imagine making a really cool short documentary.
1: Yeah. And then it's. Because that's filmmaking too. Yeah,
0: it's like that's literal filmmaking. It's like, I don't know, remove, like, if you have to remove stuff, like, I don't know, remove, like, lighting or, like, yeah. uh, There's, like, some things, like, I feel like I wouldn't freak out over if they were removed. I think they
1: also removed sound design.
0: Or just make them really quick, like, have an opening. Like, this is what. Like, I was watching the Game Awards, and they have this thing where they have a pre-show that's like 20 minutes and they just kind of do some of the lesser quote unquote awards for like best this or whatever that aren't really as big of a deal, but they still include them, but it's in a pre-show that's not as like heavily presented. It's like the person with a mic and they talk about it, but it's not like in front of the whole audience. I'm like, if you're going to cut stuff, Maybe don't remove it, but just have a smaller section of it, either at the beginning or, like, in between commercials, like, have, like, a quick thing where it's like, oh, by the way, this person won or have, like, something appear on screen to be like, this right. is who won this category. And it's, like, five seconds. Move yeah. On. But if they're just going to remove it entirely for, like, no recognition, yeah. that's kind of lame.
1: Yeah. There's just, I don't know. I don't I saw some people that were like well watch movies not have good editing anymore I'm like I, I don't know about that it's not they're that, still no. awarding people
0: I don't I don't believe in that argument because that implies that people only make movies specifically for the Oscars right and yeah. a lot of directors don't care like yeah people are gonna make movie people would make movies if there was no award show right you know so because yeah. they still make money just, the Oscars kind of give you a little more money yeah but it's not really like like you don't become a director with the goal of getting an Oscar. I mean some a lot of people don't, you know. Right? It's not like going it's not like you join the NFL and your goal is to like go to the Super Bowl. That's like different. But with movies it's like your goal isn't necessarily like awards, like it's good, but a lot of people just make yeah. movies to do it.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean there's so many great movies that just
0: a lot of the best movies don't. of all times didn't get awards, so yeah. people don't really hold it as, like, this important thing that, like, you're not a successful successful Difficult. filmmaker until you, like, have an <laughs> award, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Agreed. But, yeah. I don't know. Oscars are weird.
0: Well, They're always, like, weird, and I always kind of look down on the, like... Importance of them in people's eyes, but I'll always pay attention to it because it's just interesting to see like what is the academy like, general audience like. Because I know my favorite movies, stuff I liked, what I thought had best editing or score, but it is interesting to gauge like what a general group of people like thought was the best thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but then like a month goes, like a day even goes by, and no one's like really thinking about it anymore. Like, well, you can still ask really a ton of people, happened. like, a lot of people forgot Green Book existed, a lot of people probably <laughs> don't even remember, like, Shape of Water, you know, but a lot of yeah. people still remember, like, The Lighthouse, or, like, Uncut Gems, you yeah. know, yeah. so, Yeah. Even, even things that do win awards, like, not necessarily, like, doesn't, like, blow their career up much, you know? Yeah. I feel like Parasite's probably one of the examples where I feel like that did kind of elevate his status a lot. Yeah, because it feels like he that was like such a big deal that it won because it was like a foreign film and it created all this conversation. But, you uh-huh. know, Green Book came out and like you could ask like a lot of people, a lot of people still probably haven't even seen it. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: I would say um, for Del Toro, you know, Nightmare Alley, no one really talked about it, even though yeah. it was nominated this year. I don't think his career has like excelled. That much since no since when I feel an like Oscar. he's about it
0: the same, a lot of people just don't really yeah. watch his movies. A lot of people don't even really like his movies, yeah, you know and
1: a lot of people still think that Pan's Labyrinth is his best movie, yeah, and that was like years ago, so right I don't know. he does have a Pinocchio movie coming out, and I'm excited about that,
0: yeah. I'm, it's gonna be stop motion, I believe, which is yeah. exciting There was like a teaser for it recently, wasn't there? Yeah Yeah, I saw
1: that But it won't be out until like December Yeah,
0: makes so. sense I'm excited
1: Yeah, me too I don't think we'll get to talk about Lord of the Rings We can Lord just do it show. super
0: quick like, Super Like very quick <laughs> Okay Just like literal like Im- impressions um, So yeah, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of The Lord of the Rings of Power Lord of, of the power. Rings of Power um, <laughs> amazon it's a billion dollar show i saw the teaser and i thought a couple shots like almost kind of looked like lord of the rings a couple other shots (laughs) looked like the hobbit yeah and then a couple shots looked like uncharted 2 on ps3 (laughs) and i was like really like especially the one with like apparently it's gladriel and she's on the snow mountain looks very fake yeah and it's like the most expensive show ever made but it doesn't look like It doesn't look like the most expensive show ever made I
1: think they're spending all the money in all the wrong places. Like,
0: it it might be okay. It just, and it was a teaser. It's not a lot to go off of, but I'm just worried that the tone of the show is going to be try to replace Game of Thrones and it's going to be all mature and, like, not, you know. I just feel like it's not going to feel like Middle Earth. You know, because ja- Peter Jackson's yeah. movies set such a specific tone, and these are clearly trying to be directly connected to those movies and not kind of their own interpretation, right? Because it's like before the Fellowship, you know, yeah, like that's in the what, teaser, literally what they're trying. Like it's be, trying to literally own. be like another type of prequel series for the movies, essentially. Yeah.
1: So and I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It doesn't look great, and like. I'm looking at all these characters in the trailer. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, yeah. Except for, I guess that's Galadriel, which now it's I Glad guess
0: I know Elrond is in it. But I feel like I don't even know if the characters are going to be taken from like the Silmarillion or lore, or if they're all going to be made up. Yeah, so I'm it's not like, sure. so I'm just like, it's probably a lot of it isn't going to be based off Tolkien stuff. You know, it it's made by Amazon. It's not made by people who worked on, like, the originals or anything.
1: But isn't, like, one of the... That girl in the trailer, isn't she supposed to be a hobbit? She looked like
0: she was supposed to be a hobbit. I have no idea. And, like,
1: as far as I know, hobbits didn't really become important until, like, the Hobbit. And And that's the the thing, is, like,
0: they weren't important until the Hobbit. Like, Bilbo was, like, the first one, and and then he was known as, like, oh, he's the adventurer, like, he's a freak.
1: why are we trying to... I don't know. That's the thing,
0: is, like, it's gonna be... It's going to be a lot of remember this and like, oh, Hobbits are cool. So we have to put Hobbits in this, even though it does. It's a lot. They don't care about like the consistency of the universe for the show. Clearly. Yeah. Because
1: like, also you have Galadriel like being like this, being all B.A. Which like and I
0: don't know if like if maybe there's stories where she was like some like crazy warrior person. And if there are like maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's cool. But like to me, mm. it just it feels off. It doesn't feel like... her character, yeah. If it was trying to be, like, some original thing, and it's like, hey, we're our own isolated... Just, we're doing a Lord of the Rings thing, but we're not trying to connect it to the movies. But it's clearly trying to be, like, a a legit prequel series to the movies. Like, actually in the same world of Jackson's movies. So, to me, it just... I mean, I'll wait for a full trailer. It's like a 30... It's like Mm a minute teaser that really doesn't show much, but... I'm not, like, excited. for. I'm going to watch it just out of obligation.
1: Yeah. But I'm kind of telling
0: myself, like, if I give it three episodes and I'm not liking it, I'm just going to call it quits. You know, I'll give it, like, a couple episodes to see how I feel. But to me, like, the story of Middle Earth has been told, and it's those three movies. Yeah. You know, that I don't really care that much about a lot of the stuff before. I just yeah. don't. Like the Hobbit The is, Hobbit. Yeah. The Hobbit it was a good story because it actually was written before, you know, and you have the Silmarillion, yeah. but it's like a lore Bible. It's not like <laughs> a, a story novel of like the hero's journey type stuff. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm just getting like, let's make some money off Lord of the Rings vibes yeah, from I'm it. Yeah, I'm
1: very, very skeptical. I, I will say I'm a lot more excited and intrigued to watch The anime that's coming out, yeah, like the War of of Rohim kind of thing, and it's because apparently Peter Jackson is like sort of involved in it. And the concept
0: art for it was really cool. And I haven't
1: seen the concept. It's kind of
0: it's just like of a battlefield, and there's like olifants and stuff in it. It looks cool. I'm
1: excited for that.
0: And I think the guy who's like directing it, like the the dude who's directing the anime, like worked on some other really really well known anime stuff for properties, but. I'm way more interested in that because it's animated so it can feel like its own thing. Yeah. You know, it's not, like, trying to be like, oh, this is the untold story of Aragorn or something. It's just, (laughs) like, this other interesting sect of Middle-Earth that is implied, but maybe we get to see more of it. And, like, it's based off an actual event from lore. Right. But... Yeah, like, if you don't care about Lord of the Rings or lore or anything, it probably just looks like a fun fantasy show, but to me, I, I just, I like the movies too much, I like Middle Earth and Tolkien's world too much, and it yeah. just doesn't really, like, capture that for me right now, but I'll check it out, but yeah, I'm not, like, very optimistic, to say the least, Yeah, because, yeah. Star Trek got destroyed with Picard. Hopefully, Lord of the Rings will probably get destroyed with this show if it's bad. And then the new Blade Runner show, Blade Runner 2099. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All my three favorite things are all getting horrible TV shows. I mean, maybe, maybe Lord of the Rings will be good and I'm wrong. And maybe the Blade Runner show will be good. But I'm like, man, I don't want my three favorite properties to have just like horrible modern iterations. Yeah. Got lucky with Blade Runner 2049. Yes. But. There was an animated show that came out and no one liked it.
1: Oh, and so it, it
0: is out. I knew I th- it was apparently, coming. Apparently, yeah. A lot of people didn't really like it and said it was ugly. And now there's like a live action show happening, and I'm just like, all right. oh yeah. So they're okay. just trying to franchise it so hard. I don't know why. It's not like it's the it, huge. It does not make money. Yeah. Twenty forty nine like lost money. I'm pretty sure, or like barely made some. Like, <laughs> I'm like just let it rest. Yeah. I'm like we don't need to franchise everything.
1: Yeah. But speaking of rest, we're going to take a little, little rest, break. I guess, not really. It's not like we're going to take a quick nap or anything. Yeah. But uh we usually do like housekeeping at the beginning, but we'll save that at the, for the end. Yeah. Uh there's not really a lot That's at all. Fine, yeah. So, I'll save it for the end.
0: We'll cut to the chase. Sorry
1: guys. Um ha. Uh-huh. We'll... <laughs> we're bullying you, loser. You Loser! You're, <laughs> You're
0: a loser! Big
1: there, loser! There was this meme. That there was this meme. is a really good meme that I sent to uh, some people. You know, it's it's just a picture of Hank Hill, and the caption is... Best TV joke is when in history Hank Hill joke can't win WD-40 when the TV joke is when is the smaller WD-40 can win the joke can to lubricate.
0: What the heck? I hate it. (laughs) Boggle. Anyways,
1: all right. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Clifford Today, and you're not. After spending a couple years on YouTube, I decided to start my own new show, the I'm Clifford Today Show. Every other week I discuss things related to Christian music and entertainment because those are the things I grew up with. And maybe you did too. And maybe, like me, you're confused as to why contemporary Christian music just isn't as fun or creative as it used to be. Or maybe you're frustrated as to why Christian indie artists aren't getting enough attention in the mainstream. Maybe you're wondering why worship music has become so people-centered rather than God-centered, and maybe you're discouraged at the number of Christian celebrity figures that are losing their faith. If you relate to any of that, then you found the right podcast. I discuss a lot of those things on top of sharing my reviews on new music and anything that's on my mind that I want to talk about, all the while still having fun. Listen to the I'm Clifford Today show on any podcast platform or check it out on YouTube where I stream the show live every other Saturday at I'm Clifford Today. That's the I'm Clifford Today show, and I hope you guys will tune in.
2: There you go. Now, what should we name you? Maybe Leonardo? No, he'd grow up to be a turtle who only cares about pizza. I don't believe my eyes. Your name will be
0: Pinocchio. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. You are So true, man.
1: (laughs) Do you, do you remember that?
0: Yeah Yeah It's terrifying I was
1: I was watching a DVD the other day And it had that in the front and I was like Oh yeah I forgot about that It's like You don't always die from tobacco
0: God they Didn't they used to play that Like movie theaters too or something Or was that just on DVD? Probably I, don't know, I feel like I always saw that Like all the time on TV sometimes, Not theaters It was on TV Sometimes it just rips out your lungs The Adventures of Tintin The <laughs> Adventures of Tintin Wonderful
2: Oh, it's just wonderful. Don't bother wrapping it, I'll, I'll take it as is. Does anybody object if I pay by check? If you want to buy it, you'll have to talk to the kid. I see. Well, let the kid name his price. Name his price? Oh, it's true. Ten years I've been flogging bric-a-brac, and I name your price by one bleating minute. I'm sorry. I already explained to the other gentleman. American he was, all hair oil and no socks. It's not for sale. Then let me appeal to your better nature. I have recently acquired Spike Hall, and this ship, as I'm sure you're aware, was once part of the estate. Of the late sea captain? The family fell upon hard times, lost everything. They've been living in a cloud of bad luck ever since. We are talking generations of drinking and irrational behavior. I'm sorry. But as I told you before, it's not for sale. Good day to you, sir. That young man. What's his name? Him. Everybody knows him. That's Tintin.
0: So yeah. we, did a, we're, we're, we did a double animated feature.
1: Yeah. I like how this turned out. Yeah. Um, I know in the last episode we said we were just going to talk about Tintin. But now we're going to be talking about Night on the Galactic Railroad, which I want to say... I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people who come to this episode for Tintin.
0: Yeah, because no one knows about Night on the Galactic Railroad. Right. You
1: know? I highly encourage you guys. It was my first time watching it, too. Please stay on this episode to hear about that. If you like hearing our Tintin conversation, stay for Night on the Galactic Railroad. I um, We I might do a,
0: spoilers, though. Yeah, we'll do Yeah,
1: spoilers. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess you don't want to spoil it. Okay, so just check out Night on the. It's Galactic really good. Railroad. Just watch it. <laughs> it is very, very good. It's about cats who
0: are sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, not. I'll, the whole I'll wait movie. till we're
0: actually talking about it. i will give context to why I even know about the movie. Yeah, it's like weird. Like people would see the Blu-ray cover or look at a trailer and be like, "Why are you watching that?" Yeah, you know, be like, "What?" But I'll get to that later. But for yeah, now, it's Tintin
1: time. Tintin. So, this is um. Not just the movie, but like Tintin in general uh, means a lot to me. Yeah. Because I actually, me and my siblings, we grew up.
0: Reading the books, actually. Oh, yeah, because um, I didn't have any exposure to Tintin as a kid. I, I literally, I knew about Tintin. I'd seen like comic panels and stuff of Tintin okay. and stuff. So I was like, I knew about it. So when the movie came out, I was like, Oh, I know what Tintin is. Yeah, and I and, was, and I saw so, it. We were so stoked for it. because um, marketing worked though because I saw Peter Jackson's name on it, and I was like, Oh, I'll go see that because <laughs> this is 2011. So I was like a sophomore in high school, probably. Was yeah, probably, like, 15. It's so or 14. crazy to think I was, that I was that movie's liar. over 10 years old. Yeah. but It's, it's insane.
1: Yeah. So, it me- Tintin means a lot because, like, I'd say it's the only comic book that I actually read consistently. Yeah. I never got into, like, superhero comics. And, like, I don't even know how. We would just, like, get a bunch of them from the library and we would read them. Especially on, like, road trips. We would, like kind of borrow them yeah and like trade off and like just read them and uh i loved it i loved it so much a couple of my favorites i think were uh Tintin in tibet because it has um uh the yeti uh um bigfoot in that one oh nice and um the blue lotus is one of his classics and there's so many good ones and i and i fell in love with like all the characters and when they announced that a movie was being made, I was so ecstatic
0: because, like, I didn't
1: know that anyone cared about Tintin. Yeah. And now this is happening. Because it's not a popular thing in America, No,
0: really. It's, it's kind of like, I guess, how people in America kind of know about Paddington now, but in, like, Europe, it's like... Yeah. Everyone knows, you Yeah. Know?
1: Not so much in America, but... Yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of how hipster my family always was. Yeah. So... I'm very. I've I've always loved this um, this adaptation. I have so much to say about it because I actually kind of learned some things more recently, kind of behind the scenes about the movie and oh, okay. like the adaptation and like even the author that I never knew before. And that was kind of a big reason why I wanted to rewatch it and talk oh, nice. about it.
0: Um, yeah, I had seen yeah. it like once or twice before. I saw it around the time it came out. I want to say I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember if I did or not.
1: Yeah. But I, if I, I didn't,
0: I saw it like as soon as it was on Blu-ray at the least. Yeah. All me and
1: all three of my siblings, we, we went to see it in theaters because we were so excited.
0: Yeah. I saw it once, probably another time like a few years later. So, it'd been a long time since I'd seen it, like at least like seven years. I wouldn't, maybe yeah. even more, eight probably. Yeah. And I remember always liking it. And I was like, and I know some people aren't like crazy for it, which confuses me a little bit. I'm like, I don't really I know don't, what's not I don't to know. like <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's kind of amazing. But I remember I was a little worried to rewatch it, just a little bit, because I. I remember the kind of animation it was, and I remember it being this like super realistic, crazy looking movie. Yeah, that like, stop had... motion. You know, stop motion. No,
1: no, not stop motion. I do that all the time. Motion oh, capture. Motion capture. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, stop I was like, motion. What movie captured. did you
0: watch? But <laughs> well, no, I drumming. I remember it being this like they're cartoony character designs, but with like realistic, like almost Polar Express like. Except Polar yeah. Express looks weird now. It's unc because I went back yeah. and rewatched Polar Express a couple years ago, and I was like, "Man, this is this looks uncanny and weird. Like yeah. it doesn't really work that well anymore." Yeah, and I was worried I was going to have the same feeling with this movie because I knew it was like a similar type of art style.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Except I rewatched it, and I'm kind of like shocked at how good it holds up. Right, I never get an uncanny vibe from it, and in fact, I'm like. It looks incredible still. Yeah, like I'm, I kind of can't believe it was made eleven years ago. Right. It seems so. It's crazy like, how like that that type of animation should not have held up. You know, but it, <laughs> right? it, it did really well.
1: Yeah, and the, you can't really say that for like most films. Of that style. Yeah. Because there are a few that have tried,
0: you know... You like, I remember Polar I thought Express. Polar Express looked amazing, and now, it, like, it looks weird. Yeah. It's uncanny, and this one did, doesn't fall into uncanny territory at all for me.
1: Yeah. And then you've got, like, Troy, uh, which I haven't seen, but I've seen, like, screenshots like of it.
0: Beowulf. Oh, yeah, Beowulf. That's, That's another what I meant, one, not yeah. Not Troy. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what Troy is. Are they both
1: motion capture?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Beowulf definitely was Yeah,
1: Beowulf. Yeah, you guys, like A Christmas realistic. Carol with Jim Carrey... Yeah. That movie frightened me, actually. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, I I think what this movie does right, though, is it does the motion capture thing, but it doesn't try to make these cartoony characters just look like real people. Yeah. It it uses a realistic style, like texture-wise and lighting and the environments, but they give them very cartoony proportions, big round noses, like hairdos and stuff. But the way they move, the way they interact with the environment, and I'm pretty sure it's not just we slapped a model over a mo cap performance. Like they I'm pretty sure they actually go in and hand animate certain parts to make it look less weird. Because a lot of stuff like Polar Express, it's mm. just like they they track the face motion and stuff and they just put it in a thing and then that's it, and then they do yeah. eye tracking. But this movie I think they actually put in an effort to like like rough out the kinks more with right. the animation and movement. Because there's a lot of cartooniness like slapstick stuff like flying through the air and doing a bunch of like yeah the physical things they do are not realistic yeah and because of that i think like their proportions and like their character designs and stuff it doesn't feel as uncanny because they're not realistic people they're not cartoony people behaving like realistically like right they look cartoony they have weird blocky faces and they're still moving not all the time, but there's a lot of, like, cartoonish moments yeah, in their movements. and it's very still.
1: reminiscent of the original comics is yeah. that uh, you read them, and there's a lot of slapstick humor. In yeah, it, yeah. You know, especially with, like, the
0: Thompson and Thompson twins. Yeah, and, um, which voiced by, uh, which I never realized this, but it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Yeah, I know. Which, which I didn't is, know, and I was like, perfect. oh.
2: Caribou Jean. Caribou Jean. Does that mean anything to you? Great Scotland Yard, oh. that's extraordinary. What is? Worthington's ever half-price sale on bowler hats? Really, Thompson, this is hardly the time. Great Scotland Yard, what is it? Uh, Caves are half-price too. Are you going to take charge of this evidence? Positively. Never fear, Tintin, the evidence is safe with us. <laughs> Thompson, where are you? Oh, well, I am already downstairs. Do try to keep up.
1: Because they also—I never realized how much they sound alike, kind
0: of. I never realized Daniel Craig was the villain too. I know it doesn't sound—it does not sound anything. He's like unrecognizable. It. Like man, that, like and he does his voice and Knives Out. I'm like, is this? Has he always been like a good voice actor? <laughs> yeah, like, I, he's really good in this. I, ge- and I, I can't even so. recognize him. How could you let them escape? Find them, find them both.
2: Don't worry, we'll kill him, sir. No, you can kill the boy. Not Haddock. Oh, what? It's just a hopeless old soak. We should have killed him long since. You think it's an accident that I chose Haddock's ship, Haddock's crew, Haddock's treacherous first mate? Nothing is an accident. We go back a long way, Captain Haddock and I. We've unfinished business. And this time,
1: I'm going to make him pay. Like I, I guess at the time of watching Tintin, I wasn't too aware of Daniel Craig. Like I knew he was in the 007 movies, but I had never seen him, anything with him in
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But even now, I wouldn't have realized if I had like paid attention to the cast. It's like, oh, Daniel Craig. But yeah, um, I mean the the cast in this movie is incredible.
0: Even Jamie Bell does an amazing job as Tintin, which I yeah. I was like, that sounds familiar. And I like, he's in a lot of stuff I've seen, but he's never been like a lead. And he was like, yeah. he was the thing in that uh, dark Fantastic Four movie, Four stick. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I've never, I was like, oh, I was like, I feel like I know him, but he's like, a really good voice actor in this, yeah, and I'm sure that the actors did the mocap for their characters. They did, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen Andy behind the scenes footage. Is and such. obviously amazing.
1: Well, yeah, and he's like this is like his thing. Like he's incredible with like mocap, and he's oh, done yeah. so much to like pioneer that all that technology. Right. I mean, that was one of the big things is that because like Weta Digital did help with this movie, and that was why Peter Jackson was. A big reason why Peter Jackson was brought on was because he was familiar with the technology and such. Which makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to say about Jamie Bell because I've always been a rooter for Jamie Bell because... There's a show that I really love called Turn Washington Spies. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's the the lead in that. That's
0: right. I have, because I watched some of that with my dad at some point. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: Like for an AMC historic kind of show. Right. I got pretty into it. And I think Jamie Bell does a great job in that. And like, I remember like seeing him in Fan Force and be like, oh, he's getting some attention. And then the movie was terrible. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I was like, no, I want him to be in good stuff. But yeah, great cast. And Andy Serkis yeah, I also
0: never realized Edgar Wright did the screenplay Yeah I'm like I'm just realizing like So it's directed by Spielberg <laughs> Produced by Jackson Has like Andy Serkis, Daniel Craig, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg Written by Edgar Wright I'm like uh, this is like incredible Yeah also I'm like I no wonder I, I like Kennedy it Kennedy was a producer Yeah and it's like, man, no wonder I like it so much. I know. You know? And like, it's it's kind of a wonder that th- as spoilers, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> well, you you've know? already mentioned Which, it. Which you beginning. know, that's
0: not a shock at all. But I really there's very few issues I have with the movie. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, let's let's talk about this. first. Well, let's talk about what the movie is about for like people who may not know.
0: It's basically like oh, it's like Indiana Jones, Uncharted type stuff. It's like, oh, I found this thing, and it's like a clue to this treasure, and other people want it, and they hunt him down, and he gets sucked into this mystery, gets kidnapped, and we've got to solve the mystery and figure out what the treasure is, and yeah. shenanigans and characters ensue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like got... it's like the most pure form of like globe trotting adventure ever. Yeah. You know, you have uh,
1: Tintin, who is this young man. I was never able to tell, like, through the comics how old he was.
0: Yeah. But it
1: seems pretty obvious. He's clearly, he's like, like, like at least 20-something yeah. in this, cause this cause he has man. his own house and stuff. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got a dog, Snowy, who's the cutest. Yeah. And he comes across this boat that uh, apparently a lot of people want, and he realizes that it's, like, a key to a treasure. And so he... Because he's a journalist, he's very inquisitive. And yeah. And so... He starts looking into it, and then he gets all involved in this whole thing, and uh, Daniel Craig's character uh, wants the treasure, and so he, like, kidnaps him, and then Tintin comes across Captain Haddock, played by Andy Serkis, who is probably the most beloved character of the Tintin comics.
0: Yeah, he's such a good character. I mean, I've never read the comics, but just based off this movie, like he's a great character in this movie. Yeah. Like I really love his arc and like his motives and stuff for everything and like he could verily he could very easily be a very annoying character yeah. based off how he's written, but they do him being this like Clutz and like slob like comedic slapstick type of character like really well yeah. to where it's not annoying you know a lot of movies would have made a character like him very annoying but this movie doesn't which is good
1: yeah and I think he and Tintin balance off each other so well yeah because they're like exact opposites like Tintin yeah. is like this well behaved uh, guy and he's Captain like this, Haddock he's yeah. got an anger problem and he's you know a drunk all yeah. the time but every so often he's like the the key to like solving their their problems yeah and such
2: that's why he made you his prisoner there is something he needs you to remember i don't follow you i read it in a book that only a true haddock can discover the secret of the unicorn I don't remember anything about anything. But you must know about your ancestors. Sir Francis, it's your family legacy. My memory is not what it used to be. Well, what did it used to be? I've forgotten. Mm. Captain, can you get us to Bagar? What sort of a stupid question is that? Jimmy me those give you Some real seamanship, laddie. I'll not be doubted by some. Hipsqueak, tough of ginger on
1: irritating dog. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what it is. And it's like set in... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Belgium. Something like that, yeah. Be- Belgium, I mean, because herge the the author, was Belgium.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So,
1: um, yeah, it's just kind of very quaint, little, simple. And the, the comparisons to Indiana Jones are very obvious because... Actually, do you know that... Have you heard the story of like how Steven Spielberg came to direct it? No. So, apparently, years ago, when the first Indiana Jones came out, Steven Spielberg was reading some reviews, and he was reading this one. It was either a French or Belgian uh, review of... Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first one. Yeah. And he couldn't understand it, but... The one word that kept coming up in the review was Tintin. Oh. And he found out that the review was comparing his movie to Tintin. Oh, okay. And so that was his first introduction to it, and he, like, really got into Tintin at the time. That's cool. And Hergé actually said that he's like... Because there have been a few adaptations of Tintin. There's, like, a cartoon show... And mm-hmm. I think some like in the 80s or something. And then there was like a live action one. It looks terrible anytime that I see clips Oh weird. Of it. Yeah. yeah, because like Tintin is played by like this 30 year old man. <laughs> of course. It's, it's really weird. Jeez. So like nothing has ever been satisfactory. And Herge apparently said that like if there was one director that he would want to direct a Tintin movie, it would be Steven Spielberg. Nice. And so they met up and Hergé gave him the rights to make a movie all the way back then. But Steven Spielberg was never, he never felt right. Like he's like, oh, it's not, it's not the right time to make it. Like it's not the, I don't know. I want to make this. I want to make this movie the best that I can. Like, did they and like,
0: did they pitch it to him as an animated movie right away or live action? I don't
1: know. Okay. I'm not sure.
0: Just in general,
1: yeah, just in general. And they were just kind of brains He brainstormed for years.
0: He was probably like, "How do I make this?" Because I'm assuming the comic has a lot of the over over the top, like, "Oh, like my motorcycle broke and Now the wheel's on a clothesline, and I'm like swinging around." Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming he's like, "How can I do that live action?" And that's probably where he came to the conclusion why we can make it animated. Yeah. You yeah know?
1: it wasn't like because he held on to it for years and years and he kept like renewing his the rights to make a film for it yeah he still wanted to do it but he just never felt ready until like they finally had the idea let's do it motion capture yeah you know so because um, it's like
0: oh it's like has this grandiose feel and like camera work of a live action movie but this is why I think this movie is kind of genius and like, it's the only movie of this type. I feel like that exists. Yeah. It feels very unique because it's not just animated and everyone does stuff that could have been done live action. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes a scene, like the scenery looks so real and it's like crazy. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Visually it is going for like this realistic feel, like in terms of like the textures and stuff. But like if they're just doing normal things, having normal car chases and Mm -hmm. basically being what the new Uncharted movie is, you know, which should be. Yeah. Which (laughs) just like when it is doing the crazy stuff, it just based off the trailers looks incredibly fake and cheap and it's distracting. So it's like we can make it mo mo mocap, have it be this really intense, like, you know, get this kind of live action type of feel to it. But with animation, we're unlimited in what we can do. So we can capture the comic and its energy. So We right. can have like, like the pirate ship scene is crazy. I know it's I love so it. good. Like, <laughs> like it, it's like wave is going up and they get stuck in the rafts and they're swinging above another ship and they're dropping down and then they collide and it yeah. just ends the way the camera swoops around during action scenes. It's like so, it's so good. Yeah, and, I'm and like fun. They, I'm like this movie would have been so much worse and looked horrible if it was live action and they tried to do stuff like that. So, but then because it's animated, they can also capture like the look of the characters. So people don't have to complain about an actor not looking right or, you know, stuff like that. So It's like this modern, big Epic triple a movie version of Tintin that, Is so true to spirit of like its source material, like Mm -hmm. to a crazy degree. I I I assume people who love Tintin like unanimously like this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine a Tintin fan fan, like like, hates this.
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, I don't, I haven't come in contact with many Tintin fans because like
0: like like, or do the comics ever get kind of like mature? Because this movie's like shockingly pretty, like dark. Like you have a guy get shot and then he spells out a hit with his blood and like <laughs> people get stabbed and I, it's not like is it i think it's just pg right yeah uh-huh. um they get a lot they get away with a lot for pg like getting drunk and like there's a constant alcohol there's a lot of drunkenness in the comics yeah and it's not like even Snowy gets drunk and it's not like (laughs) an old cartoon where it's like it's just a bottle with X it's like oh I love whiskey oh I'm drunk all the time and there's like a literal (laughs) arc of him like getting sober right and like the beginning of the movie has a there's a drive. There's a drive-by where a guy gets shot up, and then he's mm-hmm. like bleeding, and he's like spelling out words on a newspaper with his blood before yeah. he dies. I'm like, w- which I think they get away like, with it's it. It's kind of because, intense. Yeah, for I a,
1: think they get away
0: with it because
1: they don't show him getting shot you he, just see the bullet holes in the you door. You see that
0: yeah you see like the it's not like he's bleeding out of his body it's like yeah. he falls on the floor and then you see blood on I think, his hand. I think
1: that's the key it's like that's why it's not PG-13. Because there's a
0: later scene where um, Haddock he like stabs a guy like in the yeah. pirate scene but there's no blood on the sword so it's like right. you can see where they had to limit themselves but they still got away with a lot especially yeah. for like a Nickelodeon animated movie like I forgot, I forgot it was is, yeah, yeah, I, yeah it was I saw the Nickelodeon logo appear and I was like oh that's right right (laughs) it's like the one successful movie they had i guess that and like spongebob true i guess but but yeah it's it's just really good it uses its medium like it fully utilizes its its medium of what it is and its art style yeah none, none of it feels like oh this could have been 2d or this could have been live action like maybe a 2d one would have been cool but i feel like the animation style of this and the fact it holds up as well as it does. Like you're able to get these like crazy, like t- 2d action can be cool, uh, but like, uh, I feel like a movie like this, if it was 2d animated, a lot of the set pieces in this movie may not have like been as like felt as crazy. Yeah. You know, I, th- it's one of those very few exceptions where I'm almost favoring like the CG kind of art style over like potential 2d. Yeah. Cause like, you read
1: the comics, and it's pretty obvious that Hergé, like, really wanted it to be a movie. Like, that was, like, a goal for him for a long time. Oh, nice. And, like, you read the comics, and it's like, yeah, it's almost like you're... I don't know. It feels alive, and it's like, this should be a movie. Yeah. You know, there, mm-hmm. it, it
0: should have action and such, because... Like, I, I watched some of the set... Action pieces in the movie And I can just picture them Being comic panels Because there's just So much happening Like A thing is crashing Tires fall on this guy And he gets all tied up, falls over yeah. The dog Like there's just There's so much energy In like Every second Of like The action And the yeah. action set piece Has so much going on And I noticed, like, the choreography of the action is really good, too. Really, like, structured out. They always use their environments to their advantage for the action. Mm -hmm. Like, some kind of, like, thing in the environment is always used. It's not just, like, we're gonna have a car chase through an alley and we're gonna shoot and that's it. It's like, no. It's gonna be, like, as insane as possible. Like bike's gonna break you're gonna go down this clothesline hanging by your broken bike and then fall and then a (laughs) tank is gonna run through a building and the building's gonna be chasing you and that's all in one shot yeah it's like
1: i mean you know it's not much when you're when it's a cgi movie right it obviously probably wasn't filmed in one shot but you
0: you know what it made me think of was i was like there's no way a live action movie could do this and like be convincing Mm. and i thought of Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean I always go back and forth on how I pronounce that um, for some reason (laughs) Caribbean Um, Caribbean Caribbean (laughs) the second and third movie kind of I, oh, there were some scenes where I was like, it actually kind of reminds me of the Pirates movies. Like, yeah. like in the second one where Jack's running away from the tribe and he's like stuck in the vine. And he's oh, like, oh, yeah. Like that kind of cartoonish feel. I'm yeah. like, that's the closest a live action movie has come to having this kind of tone and doing yeah. it pretty well. But even in the Pirates movies, sometimes I'm like, it almost goes a little too far. It feels a little out of place sometimes. Yeah. But it, it's cool that this movie like utilizes its medium to like the best extent and everything like makes sense like i'm never yeah. like how did it's he, like believable like, enough. yeah i'm not like how did he not die like falling from <laughs> that you know it's, it's like this is a
1: cartoon man
0: it, it's a it feels like a cartoon but it looks it's a cgi it cartoon. looks weirdly real sometimes yeah but it, it i never question that it's a cartoon
1: looks more real than the New Lion King. Yeah,
0: like, kind of legitimate. (laughs) Like, there was, like, some scenes where, like, the boat is pulling into the harbor, and it's, like, a landscape shot of the city in the boat. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, this just looks like a real... This just looks real. Yeah. And honestly... It looks more real than some live-action movies where they have, like, a CGI plane or boat. Right. Because they can't actually set... a boat out for sale for a movie yeah i'm like this just looks more real than like stuff like that in live action movies yeah i mean it's crazy like it just goes to show you how much like just passion
1: and hard work goes a long way because like and it like flopped too didn't it it because it it, in america it didn't do that well yeah but like overseas of course in like europe it did really well okay so i don't think it lost any money that's
0: good but it never got its sequel though not yet. That's still... Isn't that still in talks? I, I remember yeah. an article recently mentioned like a potential sequel. Yeah, because Peter Jackson is supposed to direct it. <gasps> yeah. If it happens, I'll be so excited. I
1: want it to happen. Because that was the original plan, was that Steven Spielberg would direct the first one and Peter Jackson was going to direct the next one. And, oh, that'd
0: be so cool.
1: Yeah. And it, I, I remember like a couple of years ago finding an article with Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell was like, Yeah, I was talking to Peter Jackson the other day and I was like, Still want to do that second Tintin movie. Oh, you know? nice. But I think Peter Jackson has been, he's been busy with a lot of things. He's been since You then. know,
0: he got sucked into The Hobbit and then he did his documentary. Yeah, The Hobbit was after that. that. I totally forgot. The Hobbit probably stole Tintin away from yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> because he
1: wasn't originally supposed to be involved in that. So I, supposed, I hope it happens, because
0: I, I know they still want to do it. So it, it must just be... I always figured it didn't get a sequel because it didn't make money. That, but There's never been an official, it's not happening. Okay, you good. Know? That's it's good. It's just been up in the air. I and, would love it. I, I would wonder what that tech would look like utilized today. Like, Would it look mm-hmm. way better? Because I'm... I already feel like this could have come out today and I would, wouldn't be surprised. Right. It yeah. looks shockingly modern. Like, it makes yeah. me think of when Pixar tried to be super uber realistic, like, mm-hmm. especially with their environments. Yeah. Like, I'm like, would it look that much different? It probably wouldn't look drastically different. I don't think so. It might look a little better, but... If you have the same
1: team, you know, like, yeah. there's... it's It'd be difficult to, like, mess it up, you know? Yeah. Just get the same people and... Yeah. I don't, it I don't just,
0: know. It just my my I kept thinking about the new uncharted movie while watching it and I'm like, man, <laughs> not even like an un, I'm like this is we don't even need an uncharted movie. Like this is the <laughs> no. uncharted movie basically. the video games even are Even as the dynamic kind of, of like themselves. a young like a younger adult with a older guy dynamic and Yeah. I'm just like, man. You guys have the blueprint to make a good Uncharted movie, and you still can't do it. So, yeah.
1: Honestly, I think Tintin is a uh, The Adventures of Tintin is a very underrated movie. But I have noticed it's it's getting a lot of
0: like it's had a resurgence like a kinda. cult
1: following sort of it's
0: it's having it's tron legacy and Speedrunner yeah. moment, yeah like it, where people go back and they're like hey remember this movie that like not a lot of people saw that's actually really good yeah it's one of those for sure like yeah. a lot of people are finally kind of realizing how good it is yeah i'm seeing people more people make videos about it and such including live action i think it's one of the best movies of its kind of yeah. like globe trotting adventure movies i legit just think it's one of the best ones yeah agreed you know the, i love uh, wait go ahead oh well because i was, go I was about to dive into like a couple nitpicks but we'll finish praising it first
1: well no you go ahead because i think okay. mine is going to go along for Cause a
0: because i i love it it's not like perfect it's i was really considering it and giving it like five star just because i loved watching it. five like, out of five like yeah Wow! The, uh, I was well. I didn't give it that. I was considering it. I was mm. really close to it, but uh, there was just a couple moments that made me like double take a little bit. Where there's a couple plot moments that are really convenient mm. to like an unnecessary degree. Like when Thompson and Thompson show up and they just run into them and they're like, "Here's the note, by the way," and then they're like yeah. gone.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I love those characters, but that was a little weird. And then I felt like. The fact that the final like treasure just kind of being in that house from the beginning, mm-hmm. and they it was just like there the whole time, and then it wraps up so quickly. Like I felt like it wrapped up a little too quickly. Mm. Even like the conflict with the villain, it's just they fight him and then he gets arrested. Uh, I I did I like the third act and especially like the action set pieces. It's all great.
1: Yeah, the it just felt Crane. it just
0: felt a little bit rushed in the end, just a little bit. I can I can. Th- I can see That's that. That's, like, my only... Nit- and it's a nitpick, because I, I wasn't like, wow, this is a horrible ending. I was just like that. like I was like, I felt like that just wrapped up really quick, and I was like, wait. So, like, they went through all that, but then, like, the mansion that was apparently Haddock's mansion, like, the stuff was just in some cellar down there the whole time, so why were they all, like, out in other countries the whole movie just to go back? Know. That's my only nitpick, because I was like, it almost it almost makes some of the stuff like all the journeying feel a little pointless if like the hmm. end goal was just back home anyway but i really don't care i just i thought huh. of that and it well, was like i think
1: like, they kind of addressed that cuz like oh i didn't know is right i don't know my yeah. nose you know
0: <laughs> i don't i don't mind it uh it just it keeps it from me wanting to be like oh it's like perfect yeah. but i still it's still like a 9 out of 10 for me i really love it um but yeah. it, it's really like it's the epitome of it's more about the journey than the destination. Right, know? yeah. Like, and I, a lot of good, you know, adventure movies, a lot of great adventure media that I like, even if it's a game or whatever, even if the ending is, like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if the actual journey of it is great, yeah. the ending doesn't really hold that much weight. True. And it, it's pretty sequel-baity, too, so I, I keep, yeah, I, I keep that thing. in mind, too, is that it, it is kind of open-ended because... Technically, the journey is even finished. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I, like, forgive the kind of rushed feeling at the end. It's like, well, yeah. oh, it's just leading into the sequel, which it's been 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't
0: have the sequel. Because he's literally like, oh, like, <laughs> yes. Sir Francis literally had more stuff and we found it. So it, it they technically <laughs> didn't even finish, like, the actual journey. I mean, it still has a conclusion. You know, the villain gets his, you know, comeuppance and yeah. stuff and all that is wrapped up, so. Yeah. But
1: that's, yeah, no, that's I, I, literally I my only
0: nitpick. Otherwise, I think everything else about it, like, I I love I love the beginning of the movie, how every character is introduced. Even the humor, it doesn't land 100% of the time, but it's never annoying. But I sometimes I actually hilarious. laugh. I actually do find it really funny. There's, just like, a yeah. couple moments where I'm, like, I'm just, like, okay, I'll breathe nose out of my air, but <laughs> especially moments, like, Um, early on when he meets Haddock and he goes and there's this whole sequence of him trying to get the key and then and it's like all dramatic and intense and then it's just for an alcohol seller and then (laughs) the part I laughed at for some reason was when he's getting that and he like breathes into Tintin's face and Tintin (laughs) is just like he doesn't even like make a face like he's grossed out he just like (laughs) just like <laughs> yeah he just like coughs with a straight face like staring at him like the visual of that and how it was done was super funny to me for some reason
1: i just love how haddock is just randomly he's like
0: oh but like it's like they could have had tintin like scowl and like wave his hand in front of his nose and go like, Ew, like but he just like straight face just he doesn't even scowl he just like coughs like without yeah. changing his face and i've Stuff like that I find hilarious.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good, like, uh, physical comedy that yeah, is hilarious. It does slapstick like, really well. Yeah, I love the moment when it's, it's pretty much after the scene you're talking about when Tintin's about to hit the guy on the head with the bottle. Oh, and yeah, Cap- yeah. Captain Haddock just grabs it from and him and he, to like, drink ends it. up just punching him. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but he talks about it still. Yeah, but it, it just, it, just, like, it just oh. hurts his hand. Yeah. <laughs> that That, and i love that yeah i love the part first of all i love the whole sequence with the car chase scene and everything yeah uh with the eagle
0: and them that's like probably Uh, the best set piece yeah because it's like it's so long but it's never gets boring
1: yeah it's so much fun and i love it when captain haddock ends up in the in that dress yeah, and then he's he starts
0: going after the, the eagle, way he's and running. then he
1: picks it up like a lady. He's like, yeah. oh,
0: "Thunder and typhoon." <laughs> yeah, it's it's just really, it's just full of so much character, and it has such a charm to it, and it, it never, it never wears out. Yeah, like it, it's charming until the in, very end of the movie, and oh man, another thing I really liked about it was like scene transitions. It, oh yeah! It, it didn't overkill it. It's not like every scene had to have some kind of cre- crazy like transition. But moments yeah. like when they're they're on the lifeboat and then it starts zooming out and then a foot comes out and steps on it, but then it's like a puddle in the city. Yeah. And, or stuff like uh, the when one? they're underwater and a bubble comes up and it goes into the reflection. Or during yeah. the especially the sequence where he's remembering his his battle on the pirate ships and it's mm. like zooming between current day and his memory. And then there's like a part where all the pirates have his swords around him and like the camera goes around. Yeah. And then it's like all the soldiers in real life holding their guns up to him and <laughs> yeah. or like his reflection in the sword in the flashback. It yeah. zooms in and then it's like just creative stuff like that. And it's done very seamlessly. Was the and one it's where not it, Doesn't it like
1: transition from his arm to a, oh, to the desert? It's, earth? um,
0: they they shake hands and it starts zooming in on his like yeah. his thumb and then the thumb like is the shape of like a hill or something yeah it's like in the desert it's really cool and it doesn't do that like the whole movie it does it sparingly Just like those, literally like those few times that we mentioned yeah, it's, much. it's done very sparingly so that it doesn't get obnoxious yeah and I, but when i noticed it, i was like i love that like i love yeah. creative scene transitions yeah um some movies go overboard with it and try way too hard. as like saw movies where it's like, Oh, I'm going to get thrown through a window and then it's going to like the guy who fell through the window. And now you're in the window of some other person's house where that (laughs) didn't happen. And it's like, okay, yeah. (laughs) but this movie does it really well. And smoothly too. Like it doesn't feel like abrupt or weird. So it's just a very creatively made movie. It looks great. I mean, it's animated, but like, Cinematography, the camera, the camera work, which I'm assuming—I mean,
1: it's real camera. It's work.
0: technically a real camera, so yeah. it feels like it. The lighting, just the way stuff is shot and composed, and action is done, and the choreography, and even the camera work during action, and yeah, even just like setup and payoff. Like, there's a lot of little clever moments, like, like the beginning of the movie where the ship breaks, and then he accidentally kicks the thing under there, and there's this whole conflict where it's like, oh, he doesn't know it's there, and then his apartment gets ransacked but it's like oh but we know it's under there so it's like no it's under there tin tin go get it
2: (laughs) um and then there's like
0: the payoff where he like finally finds it and it was like a good thing it got kicked under there when at first it's like oh no and yeah or on the ship when they the first lifeboat they lose it and so they go on a second one and then when they try to kill them they go for the blank one that they're not in and (laughs) there's a lot of there's just a lot of cool like Subtle subversions of like setting something up like oh no this is bad that that happened but it ends up kind of being a good thing sort of
1: it all works out in the end it's just a
0: very clever script yes Um, good job Edgar right yeah (laughs) I love it it's a it's a fantastic movie and it's criminally I don't even know if it's underrated I mean, I feel like 3.5... I think 5, it's getting the
1: attention that it deserves now.
0: Yeah. And I feel like 3.5 average on Letterboxd is way too low. I feel like it needs, like, a four. Yeah, <laughs> but,
1: Honestly, you rated it higher than I have it. Yeah. and um, It's kind of making me think. I'm like, you're not allowed to love it more than That's me. That's <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I have it at an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I just loved, like, pretty much... You know, I had a couple moments where I was like, okay, like, maybe one joke in the whole movie. I just... It's not like I was like, that was annoying. It was just like, sometimes the humor wasn't like hilarious for like one part, probably. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. And then the ending was a little rushed, but otherwise I, I enjoyed like every aspect of it and I was like enthralled by even just the filmmaking of yeah. it too. Like I was really impressed and I was just happy I still liked it because I remember really loving it when it came out. Um. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it held up because a lot of movies like that tend not to. Yeah. And I love it even
1: even more so now just for different reasons now because um, I've learned things recently about Hergé, the author, which that's not even his real name. I think it's like George or something. Oh. And just like I've realized how faithful and loving this adaptation is and like how yeah. much Steven Spielberg really cared because – so – this is this is one thing I was really excited to talk about with this movie because I watched I watched this movie by this YouTuber called Red Sword. He's got a really good video on Tintin. I oh of, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend you guys check it out because he'll he goes into more detail than I do. But basically, Herge around the time of the war, he was a cartoonist for this magazine, uh, and that's kind of how where he started doing Tintin and the The owner of the magazine, I guess, was like really controlling and manipulative, and also like very, like very, very, very conservative, like kind of far right. Yeah. And Herge was not, but he was kind of forced to. There's these old early Tintin comics that were kind of like you read them and you're like, oh, this is kind of sketchy. Oh, you know? yeah. And but then like the war happens, Germany takes over belgium uh, but then like the war ends and there's some of this stuff i don't really understand but yeah basically because of the political content of his old stuff people were like hmm i think he's a traitor i don't know oh he interesting. was never he was never like fully accused of it but Life was still hard from him, for him because yeah.
0: people thought these no, he things... he was just, like, forced to do that, basically. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't... I've never...
1: Yeah, I, d- I didn't know this either. And so, you know, he continues to write Tintin, and Tintin is... He writes it the way that he wants to write him. Yeah. And uh, Tintin actually is supposed to be basically what Herjé... It was a person that Herjé always wanted to be. Oh, okay. Like, you know, perfect... No, there's like very adventurous, adventurous smart, you flawless, know. you know, kind of a Boy Scout, which Hergé actually was a Boy Scout. Yeah. And so Tintin was just someone that he always wanted to be. But then this whole thing after the war happens and he gets depressed and he actually becomes an alcoholic. Mm. And Captain Haddock is basically
0: That's like how his Hergé self-insert. views himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because so the two characters are, it's who he wants to be and who he thinks he really is, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, that's fascinating, honestly. It is
1: fascinating, and I never knew that. But then, like, when you watch this movie, it goes to show how much Steven Spielberg and company knew about Hergé. Yeah. Because there's just this, there's this wonderful, and I'm getting chills thinking about it <laughs> yeah. now that I know the context. There's that part where, like, Tintin is basically given up. On the whole thing. Yeah. And Captain Haddock, like, is the one... Which, it's... This never happens in the comics. Yeah. Tintin is always the one who's, like... Yeah, let's do this and Captain Haddock is always the one kind of bumbling about. But
0: that scene he's like, don't you ever give up on you. Yeah. You can give up like on them or you, hit- you, but you never give up on yourself yeah. or whatever. you hit
1: a wall, you push through it.
0: Yeah. And
1: like, oh man, that is so That is that good. does
0: make that scene like way more interesting. Too, yeah, and it's like know? Steven Spielberg is like talking to
1: Herge himself yeah. and like encouraging him. Huh.
2: Will show the me won't we Tintin? All right, then, what's the plan? There is no plan. <laughs> of course there's a plan. You've always got a plan. Not this time. Sakarin has the scrolls. They'll lead him to the treasure. It could be anywhere in the world. We'll never see him again. It's over. <laughs> I thought you were an optimist. Well, you were wrong, weren't you? I'm a realist. Us, just another name for a quitter. You can call me what you like. Don't you get it? We failed. Failed? There are plenty of others willing to call you a failure. A fool. A loser. A hopeless souse. Don't you ever say it of yourself. You send out the wrong signal. That is what people pick up. Do you understand? You care about something, you fight for it. You hit a wall, you push through it. Something you need to know about failure, Tintin. You can never let it defeat you.
1: And fun fact: Hergé is actually, he has a cameo in this movie. Oh, really? He's at the way beginning. He's the artist who's drawing Tintin's cartoon. Oh, that's cool. Like, it's his likeness. That
0: makes sense. Yeah, because it's like he, it's because the drawing is like in his style. Right. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah. I didn't know that
1: it's so good and it's also th- this very faithful because something interesting that herge did with uh his comics was that he basically made it so as if the war never happened oh um, okay so to the point where like technology is different like models of cars is like, like so it's like alternate history pretty much yeah. it's like that model of car didn't exist around this time period until years later after the war but here it is now in like whatever year it is or yeah. like this model was discontinued in reality but you keep it going in this and okay and the movie follows that yeah with like the the models of the car and like even like the kind of plane that they're that they're driving like yeah, they're yeah. very faithful to that and it's like man
0: that's super Steven cool
1: spielberg you like really
0: like he must be like a fanboy
1: yeah, exactly, you and know? like even like I thought I was a fanboy and I never knew anything about that, but they did, and they yeah
0: they were so faithful to it. I imagine if you like loved those comics, like they were your favorite thing ever, and this movie came out, I I only I can only see hardcore fans of the comics like loving this movie. Yeah, I don't know anyone because like movies like this that are based off a certain source material and care that much about being like accurate and caring over specific things because you get like like you get, like the new uncharted i know i keep mentioning it but <laughs> yeah. you get the new uncharted movie and they don't even like try to get actors that look like the characters and yeah. they don't care like they're bringing in elements from all the games and not trying to make it cohesive because it's right. like whatever it's just an ip we can make money it's like you rarely get like interpretations that so obviously care right know. Right. So that's super, and of course, Peter Jackson's attached to this. He's just, yeah, he was a fan <laughs> too of of <laughs> he's, he's just attached to good interpretations of things, usually. You know? But The is. yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't blame him for that one. No, that's but not his fault. Really. That is that's really cool. Like, because I can think of like I, I'm trying to think of like oh a thing I love like what would I like to see get treatment. Yeah. like the 1010 treatment, you know. Yeah. Cuz cuz this movie's good to me and I've never even read the comics. So I'm just like this is just an amazing movie. Yeah. So it, I don't feel like ostracized for not being a fan of the comics originally, mm-hmm. but I can imagine it's heightened if you are. And that's hard to do because it's either you make it you make something so strictly for the specific fans that people who aren't already fans of it can't enjoy it because they don't Mm -hmm. get the references, i.e. most video game movies ever made. (laughs) Yeah. Or you try to make it too general of, you try to make it appeal to a general audience too much to where you ostracize the people who liked the IP it's based on. Yeah, And this is like this weird, miraculous situation where it, appeals to everyone most mostly and like fans of it
1: yeah and here's the thing is that it isn't really like the most like page by page faithful adaptation because it's actually two comic
0: books put into one. Oh, nice and so they made they they made some changes to yeah. it which like i can imagine you know because that's still a necessary thing you have to do for movies yeah you know
1: yeah uh, like, Lord of the Rings, you know? Th- yeah. They had to make some obvious changes to make it, like, a good movie. Yeah. And they made quite a few changes with this, but they were still... It was still obvious that they they really cared about the source material. Oh, yeah. And they just wanted to make the best movie that they could, you know? And yeah. I think they succeeded in that, absolutely. And it's one of my favorite animated films. And, uh,
0: yeah... Yeah, it's it was super fun rewatching it, and I can see like wanting to watch it again. Like, you know, I feel like I would watch it again within like the next couple years. Like, yeah. if I'm just bored, like I wanna, I wanna buy the Blu-ray now. You know, I'm like,
1: surprised I don't have it on Blu-ray. Yeah,
0: because I always loved it, and but I was always just afraid to go back to it because I was like, I don't know if it'll age well. I don't want to
1: be disappointed. But yeah. it's
0: legit- it's legitimately just an incredible adventure movie. And it's held up so well. Yeah, it's shocking how good it still looks. Like the weird, like realistic textures but cartoony proportions of the character designs like don't freak me out. Yeah. Like it would in like Polar Express type stuff, you know? Right. It's strange. Like I legitimately don't know how they did it. It's really (laughs) impressive. (laughs) It's it's like it's kind should, of it should it shouldn't work. That movie should not have like worked as well as it did, you know. But they, they had people that really knew what they were doing and actually tried. Yeah. You know?
1: And I will say I don't like go I don't go crazy all the time for Steven Spielberg. I don't either. Like
0: Alexis, I I think he's a great director, but I'm I'm not like I don't think everything he makes is a masterpiece. Right.
1: Yeah. Especially these days. This is um, out there for my favorite
0: from him, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I love this and Schindler's List. Yeah, I think Schindler's List is incredible. Um,
0: like I don't know, this I'm is probably a hot take, else. but I I think I enjoy this more than the. Indi- I love Indiana Jones movies, but I feel like I like this more than those. This is
1: more of my ironically, thing. I, for me because like I I grew up with Tintin, of course. Yeah, and I didn't see. I didn't see Indiana Jones until I was, like, older. Same. I probably, I didn't, like, I didn't grow up with Tintin or, or Indiana
0: Jones. Yeah. I watched Indiana Jones for the first time when I was, like, 16. Yeah. In uh, Tintin, I was, like, around the same age, probably. So. Yeah.
1: I... I'd, uh, I'd, so I didn't have much... I don't have much of an attachment to Indiana Jones. I don't know. And this... It was just fascinating to see, like, characters that I love, like, come to life... You know, they're not just like still frames in a comic book. They're Yeah. They're real. And brought to life so perfectly by their performances and the animation. Heck yeah. And yeah, and it's just a great adventure film, you know. Um, that has a lot of heart to it.
0: Oh yeah. So it's it's fantastic. I, I don't have many complaints with it. I I'm glad people are kind of realizing how overlooked it was, at least in America, and a lot of people yeah. have been going back to it. I've heard people kind of mention it, like, "Oh, I want to rewatch that." Like yeah. it's been on people's minds a little bit. You should more recently, <laughs> so yeah. If you haven't seen it and you, you like a good adventure, Indiana Jones, Uncharted type escapade, this is the best movie of that kind, probably in my opinion. Yeah. Or if you like you the know, Indiana Jones movies, me. like it's obviously easy to compare, but it's Indiana Jones is literally like what inspired by it kind of yeah you can't
1: well sort of like unintentionally you can't even say that like Tintin is copying or not inspired
0: sorry um, it's hard to argue that they're not at least similar because they were compared at the time yeah because
1: like Indiana Jones was compared to Tintin comic books Mm -hmm. I mean it's the same director so you can't really accuse anyone of like (laughs) copying in terms of of the movies
0: yeah literally
1: yeah so yeah. yeah It's a good time. Watch it. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I really have to say about it. I just the whole like learning the context of it just like brought a yeah that's really cool. appreciation to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm I'm sure her Jay is is smiling down on
0: us right now. I'll I'll <laughs> be so so excited if that sequel gets announced. Yes, everyone, soon.
1: raise awareness. Yeah, like maybe the fact that everyone's talking about it again will hopefully like raise awareness and yeah i feel like peter jackson doesn't really have much going on now um yeah so i would hope that he goes to work on that at some point yeah it's like you got done with the beatles okay go on to tintin now yeah please (laughs) Please. we all love it please i beg you yeah
2: (laughs) it's a funny life huh Mm -hmm. well you've got your story for your newspaper All's well that ends well. It's not ended. Sir Francis left another clue at the bottom of the globe. A clue to what? Four hundred weight of gold, just lying at the bottom of the sea. How's your thirst for adventure, Captain? Unquenchable, Pintan. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I guess that's tintin. That's tintin for you. Oh
0: my god. Um, I had a weird. Sorry, I just had a weird moment. Um, I was looking at my phone, and for some reason, my glasses reflected your camera weird, and I thought it started falling on me. <laughs> so I like freaked out. <laughs> It would have been funny if you were just like... I am not on drugs. (laughs) Did you see me like freak out?
1: I just saw you like look up and go, oh my god. (laughs) I
0: went went like that. I was like, I like jumped because I thought it started falling on me for some reason. I do
1: get that though, how like Like, glasses... I I had this
0: weird, um, like where it was in my peripheral and then in my glasses. But because my lenses are so intense, it looked like it got like bigger in my peripherals. And I thought it was like falling.
1: Glasses do like... Trippy out sometimes. Not the first time that's happened to yeah. me where I'm like, ah! Yeah. Especially when, like, things are behind you and they reflect on your glasses. Yeah. You're like, where, where
0: are you? Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me a lot.
1: Yeah. Us glasses Four people, eyes problems. Yeah. We're getting blind because we look at screens too much. Pretty much. <laughs> um. All right. So I guess that's our talk on The Adventures of Tintin. Which um, means next is... Night on the Galactic Railroad.
0: guess so there's not like a lot of context for this it's kind of just like it's simple like how i found out about it but um me and some friends will just like recommend movies to each other sometimes just for fun be like, hey, yeah. okay like pair people up watch that watch it in a week and then tell them what you thought about it it's like a it's like book club stuff basically yeah and one of my friends and i don't like partake in it all the time but they'll be in like a group chat talking about it and one of them recommended that on the galactic railroad and the blu-ray cover just like looked interesting to me I was like oh it's some like 80s anime i think 80s anime is cool <laughs> yeah. like I, I like that era of like anime movies same just cuz they look cool they're interesting and yeah. usually the themes and topics around them like cuz i'm not a big anime person i'm just not like right. i like dragon ball z <laughs> and stuff you know but i like definitely but no. I, lo- I love like studio ghibli stuff like that so yeah so I was like, that looks, seems interesting. I just looked up the premise, and my friend ended up really liking it and was like, I feel like you would like this just because, like, the, how it's paced and, like, the atmosphere yeah. of it, it just seems up your alley. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Like, I wasn't even in the thing, but I was just like, it looks cool. I'm, I just feel like watching it. Yeah. So I watched it. Um, but, yeah, it's called Night on the Galactic Railroad. It came out in 1985. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but it was directed by uh, Jisaburo Suji. Uh, who is, Mm -hmm. he's done some animated stuff. Like he did like a Lupin the Third. That's a popular anime. I've been
1: wanting to watch that along with Cowboy
0: Bebop. I don't think he did like the series. He just directed like one of the movies. The Legend of the Twilight Gemini or something. Um, He directed Street Fighter 2, the movie, (laughs) uh, which I kind of like, even though it's not like great plot wise, but I just think it's like a fun movie. Uh But that's a 2D anime Street Fighter movie yeah um and they just did some other random stuff but this is like what he's known for it's not like insanely popular though but yeah it's one of the most unique animated movies ever made in my opinion even in terms of like its art style Mm -hmm. i i watched it i really really liked it and then i watched it again and i adored it and then i watched it a third time for this episode and i'm like it's one of my favorite it's like it's a five star for me. Hmm. It's one, one of my favorite anime movies at this point, if not just like, at least in my top 30, 20 all time, probably like I just, I yeah, 20 might be a bit, you know, extensive to put it, you know, that soon put it up there, but I, I really love it. Each time I watched it, I was noticing more things about it and taking a lot more away from like the message and like all of its symbolism and what it was saying and the journey. And it's like yeah. super depressing and emotional but yeah. like kind of lighthearted at the same time yeah but,
1: the depressing part doesn't come in until
0: the end yeah but like re-watching it i like noticed um i noticed like foreshadow some foreshadowing at some parts and stuff and, I, and that made me sad and i was like oh man like, yeah. i didn't notice yeah, that same. the first time i watched it i watched
1: it last night actually i re-watched yeah. it um just because i wanted to refresh my mind
0: but I'll, I'll give a quick plot synopsis, and then we're gonna like talk spoilers. But we already we already said that at the beginning. But yeah. it's, I don't even know how to give a plot synopsis of this, so I'm just gonna I'm two gonna try my best. Two cats on a
1: train. Yeah, two cats <laughs> go on a train. So
0: it's this cat uh, named Giovanni, the actual cat. He ha- yeah, they're like walking cats. Yeah, and Giovanni has a friend named Campanella. Which the one thing I'll say about those movies every time he Says Campanella, it makes me laugh because he's like Campanella.
1: Campanella, like the way he says it's
0: so <laughs> rhythmic and funny.
1: very Italian sounding names, yeah. Which I always that. confused me, but it's uh, a lot of
0: the names you have, like Zanelli, and you know, there's yeah, it's very funny, but even like some of the environments of the world remind me of like something you'd see in Italy or something, so I'm yeah. wondering if that was intentional, but it's like this loner kid at this school and he's weird and he works like a crappy job and can't hang out with friends because he has to pay for food for his sick mom. And it's like a dreary life day to day. I go to school and then I go to work to make like a dollar and then I use that dollar to buy bread. And (laughs) this is like this cycle of life. And then there's this festival happening and he's like, I'm going to go hang out with all the friends. And then everyone's like, Oh, yeah. By the way, his dad's like gone somewhere. Right. Yeah. That's and why. He's so everyone makes fun his of his dad for being like a traitor or like something like that. Like, a like oh, yeah, your dad is like a loser and they always make fun of him and stuff. So he goes <laughs> going
1: to bring that outer skin coat.
0: Yeah. So like they're talking about <laughs> that and he's like, I'm gonna go have fun at this festival. But then he shows up and all the other kids from school are being a jerk. So he just like freaks out and like runs away and he goes on a hill and a giant train shows up and he gets on it and then very polar express kind of yeah but less stupid yeah. <laughs> and and then the movie is like he's on this weird galactic train and Campanella, his friend from school is like there for some reason. It's his one friend. Yeah. It's like one, the one person that's like nice to him is on the train with him and we don't see how he gets on the train. He's just like there and it's like, Whoa, why are you here? And then it's basically a sightseeing movie at this point. It's very slow paced. They, they go through all these, they meet a bunch of random characters that come on the train. They see a bunch of weird sights. Yeah. And that's all I'll say for the plot. It's, It's like, I hate, I'm sad. Everyone hates me. I'm going on this train because it like showed up out of nowhere when I was sad, and now I get on it. Yeah, and they have
1: many adventures coming across many different kinds of characters. Yeah. So that's my really
0: crappy synopsis, and now we all talk about it. Pretty much all the
1: events that they go through, they like mean something. Yeah,
0: they like either learn some kind of like. What it was about, or they meet new people in like their life story, yeah, um, I guess we'll just jump into it now, yeah, um it the movie was like it was a really weird watch for me in like a good way on the first time because I didn't know what kind of I read the plot, and I was like, okay, so it's like an adventure movie, right, but like it it is like very slow at times it's very atmospheric yeah um, it there's takes its there's time. a lot of like he's going to walk down this hallway for like 20 seconds and then stand still for 5 and then be like hello i am here for the milk or something like it's very <laughs> it takes its time and i remember i probably mentioned this to you but it it's not like i'm not about to say it's like blade runner because it's not but in terms of pacing and like enjoying the atmosphere and the sound design it hits a very similar part of my brain that blade runner does yeah where i'm watching it and i do i love the story and the symbolism of everything but i i adore hearing the sounds i love all the music i love the very patient pacing of it yeah you know it, it just tickles that same little facet of my brain that likes stuff like Blade Runner you know for some reason like it's a very atmospheric thing like when they're on the train there's this sound that like rhythmically happens like every few seconds yeah
1: it almost sounds like a train sound yeah there's always
0: like Ambience, like yeah. even when and at the beginning, when he's in the shop where he's like working his job, there's like all the sounds, ha- like there's so much background ambient noise and like attention to little details like that, yeah, like the sounds of nature and then the music and it's it's a very just peaceful feeling movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those where when I get to a point where I've seen the movie several times, I can just see wanting to have it on in the background just because, yeah, it's sa- it's like a pleasant ambience you know yeah. it's a very like comfy movie in a way in yeah and
1: the score is incredible too oh, oh yeah I the, the love music the is like
0: very like synth driven this movie yeah. gets trippy sometimes too you'll have like laser triangle pyramids flying <laughs> through the sky and you're like i don't know what's happening and, yeah, then, and then there's like a big cat like catching <clears throat> glowing birds out of the sky and shoving them in a bag and i
1: love that scene such though. a good and scene i love the music from that scene it's too.
0: incredible um, like the scene where they cross uh, Cross the cross, where they pass by one of the crosses and you hear like the choir. Mm-hmm. One of the most like chilling moments for me is when they pass like heaven and you hear all the people like singing, yeah, like hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, like it's so like just angelic and like chilling to me. It's like really pretty yeah. and but like somber at the same time and yeah, and stuff, but
1: yeah, I. I loved this movie like, It's so good I did not know What to expect Because I, w- I
0: figured you might At least like it I didn't know Like how much You would like it
1: I just Yeah This The movie just kind of Kept surprising me Yeah i remember because we we follow each other on letterboxd uh-huh. and i remember you posting a review for it I'm like what the because i remember that? the picture because
0: it looks weird yeah you know? it just looks like a dorky anime cat movie you <laughs> yeah know? it's, it's like, like
1: what the heck why did he give this movie a 10 out of 10 yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this and then
1: when you recommended it i looked it up it's like oh yeah that's that weird movie that you reviewed right and still like the pictures were like i have no idea what to expect that's how i felt i was just intrigued like
0: when i saw it i was like oh it's like an 80s anime the plot sounds yeah. interesting it, i hear it's like kind of trippy and weird so. yeah
1: and i i remember watching it the first time because i've watched it twice by now in like the past month yeah and um, i've seen
0: it three times in total so
1: yeah and the first time watching it it's like okay so it's like kind of a slow movie uh, I'm kind of into it. I'm getting used to the character
0: designs. Yeah.
1: It's kind of Studio Ghibli-ish, sort of.
0: Yeah, it's very, like, they're very round, like, kind of simple. It's not, it's not like a... I don't want to say it's not expressive, but characters are pretty stiff intentionally, though, in a way yeah. that works, in my opinion. Like, very, like, subtle movements. They're not, like... It's not, like, anime where they're, like, jumping up and down and their eyes get really big and, like, they, like, get huge heads and scream and turn, like, it's very, like, subtle and chill. Yeah, there's
1: nothing really, like, show-off-y about the animation.
0: Yeah. It's more about, like, Like the the framing and such. Like,
1: it has, there's great, like, shots.
0: Like, I love Um, the environments in the movie, especially, like, the city. And it's very, like, Van Gogh-looking. Like, mm -hmm. how trees look, it's very, like, painterly and kind of abstract. Like, I love the, um... Uh, Giovanni's hometown where it's like with the white buildings and all the red and it just looks really abstract. Yeah. Like it's a very, the environments are very painterly, like very artistic looking. It's not just like standard, you know? And right. Especially some of the later sequences on the train where they like pass the cross and there's like the, the city that like looks like a big creepy like rock caves everywhere yeah. and stuff. Like there's a lot of the laser pyramid thing That flies around and stuff It's its a it's very It's Illuminati of course It's very Yeah <laughs> Even when the train shows up It's just like Whoa like, Yeah It's like It's like, like, like kind of creepy Yeah You know It and comes then, out of nowhere And and then there's like And then the part that always weirded me out Was like When humans show up out of nowhere And mm. I was like Oh okay So there's yeah, like Yeah it's a bit Kind I, of jarring I, at first I feel like they did that Because we figure out they were from the Titanic. Right. And yeah. it's like, part of me is like, I wonder if they made them humans. Cause they thought making a bunch of like anthropomorphic cats dying on the Titanic would be disrespectful. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe they just made them humans. Well, here's the thing. Is but that... I also wonder like if there was supposed to be some kind of thematic behind like, Oh, like these people aren't like these other characters. Yeah.
1: I did a little bit of research because this is based off of a book yeah a that's classic right. uh it's like a very popular japanese children's book okay and i haven't read the book myself but as far as i know in the original book there's nothing about them being cats
0: oh as really far as i know yeah it's they're just real humans Oh, okay because I know this director has some other animated movie that uses very similar character designs. I did notice that too and so it's, I'm like I it's wonder... the same
1: it's the same author of the same of the book yeah, so he like did another one in 2012. Really I think. there's
0: no reason for them to be cats. yeah there's some cute there moments where it's like, oh, you're gonna go get milk, you know like because we're cats but <laughs> I think it everyone was, drinks. I milk, think though. the purpose of that is more just like, an aesthetic thing because if yeah. they were humans it wouldn't change a lot but it's not i don't really question it either i'm just like okay
1: yeah and maybe it's to cute make they it could appeal to kids or something yeah. um but because i feel yeah. like
0: i a wonder if he furries. did it because if they were humans this movie would be too creepy and like i wonder if it would be a little too heavy if they were like just real people maybe maybe I'm, it
1: just kind of seemed like a grave
0: grave of the fireflies sort of yeah.
1: I don't know. Because it's a pretty,
0: like, heavy movie, honestly. Like... Yeah. Because when you figure out what's happening, like... Spoiler alert. Like, you figure out what's happening is that this train is for people who died and are, like, being taken to heaven. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening. And and you figure out at the end that Campanella, like, drowned in the river trying to save another classmate. And it's like, he gets off the train and comes back, figures out he died, and then... And then when I rewatched it, I was, like, when Campanella shows up on the train for the yep, first he's time. he's wet. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has, like, dew on him, and he, like, brushes it off. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, it's because he drowned. Yeah. And I, I, I did it, like, because the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh, it's just because they're in a match. I totally forgot I didn't about even that. think about it. Like, yeah. you know, and when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, my, like, they literally are foreshadowing that, like, he died from drowning. Yeah. And that's why he's, and because then you're like, well, why is... giovanni on this train why is campanella on it and then campanella's like all right peace out and then you figure (laughs) out that campanella died in real life and the first time i watched it i just assumed like oh okay so maybe they were both just like on this train whatever adventure and something happened i didn't really understand yeah and i rewatched it and i was like oh this literally." giovanni like escorting like his best friend into the afterlife like that's so Mm -hmm. sad yeah that's depressing like you're literally like imagine if you died or imagine if i died and you didn't die but you got to escort me into heaven and like see me go (laughs) away forever oh gosh i don't want to think about it (laughs) like i'm like man this movie's kind of like dark i know not in like a messed up way but in like it's kind of heavy sub it's kind of a heavy thing to think it's about. It's a
1: great way because there's there's obvious themes about like dying and like grieving yeah. or mourning a loss and stuff like that. I think uh-huh. it's a very good way to teach children that thing. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a movie about like gr- almost like grieving properly which yeah. is like a really I mean, it's a necessary lesson, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty brutal. And like, and I, I even like, noticed like some foreshadowing things where they're doing the ticket check, and Giovanni's ticket is like special, yeah, but everyone else's is the same, including Campanella's. And it's like, oh, so like, Giovanni is just like this. The special ticket is just for like because he's not dead, like all the other people. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So there's a lot of foreshadowing and like subtleties that. Yeah. Even I, as like a grown man, like didn't really catch on that much the first time. But I, I eventually knew. I was like, okay, people on the train are dead. But I didn't really catch. It took me a while to grasp like what the main characters were doing there, yeah, you know, and what it all meant essentially. Yeah,
1: once it all like because I'm watching the the first time I'm watching <laughs> through the movie. I'm like, this is this is a pleasant movie. I'm really enjoying it. I really love the pacing. And I love all the interactions that they, they're having. It obviously, like, means something. And I'm excited about, like, getting into what they mean. Yeah. And then the a- ending happens and, like, wrapping it all up. And I'm like,
0: oh, my gosh. Yeah. I-, I had like,
1: tears in my eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, I love this movie. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> the, the ending, ending. really
1: brings it all together.
0: Yeah, it, it makes you understand, like, what the point of all of that was. What it, like, kind of meant. And part of me is, like it wonders if that was supposed to have literally happened or if it's some kind of thing about, like, escapism or, like, trying to get away, like, mentally. Like, did that all actually happen, like, literally? Or is it supposed to be metaphorical, like, from a mental state of the main character? That he just had
1: a a weird dream that happened to foretell the death of his friend.
0: Yeah, because, like, when he gets off the train it kind of has this more upbeat tone again and he he's goes like, oh, he's back he he's goes with- back to get the milk for his mom runs through and then you know everyone's like one of the students come up and is like ah oh, campanella fell in the river and like if i have to nitpick anything cuz i really don't it's it's the smallest thing it's like that does it's like by the way this happened and this character died and he was trying to save him and then he died okay bye yeah. like that's the only <laughs> thing i could like complain about but yeah. The effect of it is still there and it still works. Yeah.
1: Know? There, yeah, there are some weird things that happen at the beginning of the movie before he has the dream that I'm curious if you have any, like, if you have any thoughts about it. Yeah. Because for one, he does run into that old man. That's true. Uh, who's like, oh, like I I'm,
0: need to get to the train. Like, I kind of ponder, like, is it literal? But I am on the side of like, it does actually happen because yeah. he runs into the old man from the train before and he's like mysterious and weird and it's like who's what's that about you know
1: Yeah and was the there's the old woman at the the the, the milk place yeah <laughs> where he gets yeah. milk Yeah she's
0: like oh your guy are you going to miss the train or something or she like men- mentions she, she mentions like the train she's like oh like she, I, I remember one of them mentions I like m- oh are you going to miss your train or something I missed that because, like, it's cause a very, he goes it's to get like milk, and she's
1: just, like, in the dark. And, she like, who is this woman? Because she's not there when he gets back. Yeah. Is that the same old woman who was sitting in the train singing the hymn to herself? I think it was, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so you have things yeah, like that. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you're going to miss the train, right? Because then he goes back, and there's some guy working there, and the lights are on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, here you go. Sorry, you know?
1: Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious as to what that all means. Yeah. And
0: yeah like i that's what i feel like is like i don't even know that's but i I like that i can't really figure it out easily like because that makes me want to watch it more you know but there's enough there to chew on where i still feel like i understand enough of it to where it doesn't feel just confusing for the sake of it yeah there's a lot of like Like, the thing with, like, Campanella and, like, wiping the water off of him at the the beginning. It's like, oh, I figured out, I, like, saw a new detail when I rewatched this. And I think with those characters, like, I still, like, wasn't thinking too hard about it on my second watch. Because the second viewing, I realized that the old man and the woman were, like, at the beginning before the train. And part of me wonders if, like, running into them, like, I'm like, they clearly know about the train. Maybe they're going up to like leave or something like they're already dead technically yeah it's not like oh he ran into them and then they died and i think running into them or something was kind of like what kicked off like maybe they knew that campanella was also going to die or something so it's like he's going to be up there like i don't know maybe the train will let giovanni on so he can escort campanella out because it's like he won't know what he's doing there and it's like scary and yeah that's where it gets like sad because it's like campanella's like i don't really know what's going on and eventually he's <laughs> like yeah i'm like dead by the way bye <laughs> it's a lot more less upfront than that but right part of me wonders if it's if it's this thing of like yeah the person dying like like they, but they both need each other. Like, Giovanni is there. Campanella is there with Giovanni because it's, like, he needs a friend, you know? But Giovanni's also there to, like, help Campanella, g- like, get through this to the end so he's not alone through it. You yeah. Because he, like, died alone in a river, basically. Yeah. And I, that's kind of how I see it. I I kind of feel like I'm not losing anything by not... Trying to figure out the specific meaning Of like why those two people were there Right I think it's strictly like a foreshadowing Yeah Of like hey Like something weird is about to happen
1: Yeah And it's funny because it's like Especially with the old man It's just things that you just kind of like Oh that was weird Yeah And you just kind of forget about But Yeah the main You still get like the main Idea of the movie Yeah like you you understand
0: What has happened you yeah, know? um then there's even stuff i still like wonder if it's supposed to be a metaphor or if it's just supposed to be like a fun adventure beat like the guy who catches all the birds and then he has his bag and it's like oh it's candy here eat yeah. a bird it's made out of candy and i'm like i'm i wonder if like the bird catching thing is supposed to really mean like mean something or If like him like having candy birds was just like a cute thing to have, yeah. But I don't feel like I'm really missing out on anything if it is just like doesn't mean anything. it's Like if anything is
1: just a fantastical little episode in their journey. Yeah,
0: because it's very just like it's just a sightseeing movie. Yeah, it's like hey, we're. that's how it's it's sectioned off like a book essentially it's like hey here's this chapter here's this chapter it even has like titles for like each section of the movie yeah and the scene like where they get off the train and they're like where the heck are we and they go down and they find the teacher and they're like mining stuff down there yeah and and they're just kind of figuring out where they are and stuff and it's a million
1: year old walnuts yeah
0: (laughs) and then like You know, he gets back on the train and it like crumbles away as soon as they leave the area and then it cuts to the next part and you you start to figure out what's happening as soon as they pass like like the first time the the cross shows up, I'm like, okay, something like with the afterlife is like happening. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of surprisingly like Christian imagery Yeah, in this there's movie. like
0: instances of crosses you hear like Christian hymns yeah and they, stuff. Uh, there's a there's
1: a big thing with the, the hymn Nearer My God to the Yeah. Um that's
0: what the old woman sings.
1: Yeah, and that's what the the telegram message that the guy yeah. No not telegram, he like hears it through the radio. Yeah. And I was like, ah oh, interesting. I didn't expect so much like Christianity. Yeah, we as got a lot Christianity of
0: Christianity in my movies. Yeah. <laughs> like as a lot of like religious christian symbolism going on and yeah like roots to it and it's really interesting and and then there was like something about like obviously you know they pass heaven and you see like a bunch of people like going up to the cross and the hymn and stuff and then they pass it and there was like yeah. some line about like correct me i'm i think i'm remembering it right but someone mentions like Uh, giovanni's ticket could like get him into the true heaven or something no uh i'm trying to remember what that was
1: campanella this is like before campanella leaves oh they you know they've they've left the cross area like the christian heaven Mm -hmm. and campanella is looking out and he's like oh look at look at that over there that looks like the true heaven i can see my mom over there yeah that's right
0: that's what it is i knew there was like something about that i can't remember if it had to do with like one of the tickets or something
1: yeah which i don't know i could go into a whole like religious conversation about like you know how i don't really believe that there's more than one heaven yeah (laughs) whatever i don't think that's what the movie is about no but but yeah it's it's, like i
0: wonder if that was just supposed to be the final stop where like everyone gets off essentially yeah but yeah and uh, there's a lot of good foreshadowing in this movie especially because i know campanella at one point i know giovanni's like can't we just be like this forever and campanella just kind of doesn't really respond "Um, to it (laughs) but not in a way where it's like they zoom in on his face and he looks sad and he's like Uh change change the topic. It's like they don't make it (laughs) obvious. He just kinda like starts a new topic. Yeah. You know, just kind of is like no. And then later on we learn that the Campanello like is like, yeah, uh, I have to leave now and stuff. And and then is is just screaming and crying. (laughs) I
1: do have to say I have one little nitpick about the movie. That scene with Campanella leaving the music behind it is super. Oh, dorky. I, I agree. It's so. like, it's, totally.
0: It's, it's weird. Like, that that's the one major thing in the movie that throws me off. Yeah, is it's like such, I love the music in the movie, but that part for some reason is like, why is it? It's like, really so dorky? like upbeat. Yeah, <laughs> and I wonder if it was intentional, or yeah. if it just came across weird, like. I, I still think maybe kind of how I mentioned earlier, how maybe they made it cats because if it was all humans, maybe it would feel too dark for kids or something. And maybe yeah. like people watched the movie and they're like, this is like really depressing. Can you make this scene less depressing? <laughs> like I don't, maybe it was something like maybe. that. I don't, but don't I, I agree. Um, I remember not thinking about it my first time, but I remember on my rewatch of that scene, I thought about that music and I was like, "Why is the music so happy?" I, I noticed it the first time. And yeah. I was like I, feel I like think it's I did the first time. Sad. I think I'm pretty sure I thought of it the first time, but especially the second time, I was like, "This is like out of place. This music here."
1: Yeah, and it's too bad because like it is a pretty emotional part. Yeah, like Giovanni's just crying. Yeah, you know, like. Campanella! It's like, oh my gosh. But I'm very conflicted right now with my yeah, emotions. Yeah, The
0: music is really... Biz- it's a bizarre choice. And it's like the only thing that feels out of character in the movie. Yeah. And I wonder if it was some bizarre editing choice that, you know... I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a
1: cultural thing maybe it's a generational yeah. like 80s thing i don't know or if
0: you want to get deep and think too hard about it maybe it's the the happiness of being able to go to heaven juxtaposed juxtaposed by the grief of losing life on earth where it's like, it's happy for this person. Cause they get to experience heaven. But yeah. from Giovanni's point of view, it's like, no, this is horrible, but it's, <laughs> yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know, but either I way, don't
0: think that's what it is. I'm right. just like, if I had to stretch <laughs> to justify it, that's what I would try to say. But yeah, it's like the one weird part in the movie. But I
1: agree for sure. I, I do love how the whole, like all the lessons in this movie, like, it's, it, it, you know, major theme of, like, death and, like, how to deal with it. Because I did do some research about, well, very little research. It yeah. wasn't, like, Hergé Tintin level of right, research. Right. But I learned that the author of the book, his sister died. And oh. he was very, you know, sad about that. And uh-huh. he went on a, a long train trip. Mm. And that's where he got the idea to write the book.
0: Okay. So... Yeah, which makes sense because if you think about this movie in a metaphorical sense, it's this, like, I wonder if I could look into it more and, like, oh, like, what if the the stops on the train are supposed to represent, like, the stages of grief? And maybe I do not I mean, I don't th- think it is, but mm. um, but I can picture, like, this person in real life, you know, you're on this train thinking about, like, you know, the death of a loved one, and you're processing it in your mind and stuff, and in a way, this movie is, like, that where yeah the train ride is like the emotional process of death yeah it's like the whole train ride you know the night on the galactic railroad yeah you know that's which makes it even more interesting because it's it's like processing it before it even ha or he knows it's happened technically right he doesn't even know g Gio- or he, giovanni doesn't even know Campanella is dead until after
1: yeah but he like pieces it but together. i think
0: of it like oh man Like he I'm trying to think of how to word it but I'm picturing like oh if only I could have like said one last thing to them you know that kind of thing like I wish I could have said one more thing to them or I wish I could have I could be there with them you know one more time to take them into heaven or something like that kind of like thought process and I think that's what this movie kind of is yeah
1: and it also, there's also a great lesson about, like, yeah, so now you know that death is a thing. Here's how to live a good life. You yeah. Because there's a whole thing with the the story of the scorpion and of how. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a girl on the train. She's, like, the, the Titanic uh, girl. <laughs> right. Um, she tells a story about how, like, the Scorpio constellation came to be. And how, like, there was a scorpion who, you know, like most scorpions, killed a lot of other insects yep. insects to eat it. And then uh, I forget what it was. Something else, like, starts to chase it. Some other bigger animal. Yeah. And he runs away. And I think he, like, falls into a pit. And he's stuck there. And then he starts thinking, like, ah. Oh, Man. I could like, have
0: at least been food for that. To yeah, let, like, like,
1: if I was going to die, I could have at least, like... Helped um, another creature. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, he's feeling all guilty about his life because he's eaten so many insects and creatures that he couldn't allow the same fate for himself. Uh-huh. And so he, like, prays to God. He's like, hey, in my death, let me be of some use to someone. Yeah. And then he... Burns uh, an everlasting flame and he's he's the constellation. yeah, you know. and so at the end where uh, Giovanni learns that Campanella is dead.
0: That's kind of like G- like Campanella is the scorpion, yeah basically like except in the sense of, yeah, Campanella died, but he got to show Giovanni like true friendship. Like, yeah. before he died, he got to do something for Giovanni. He got to be of use before his death, essentially. Yeah. Which is, like, the big mirror, like, with that story. That story is basically the whole theme of the movie. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, in, in the real world, like, if that happened, Campanella would have just died. And, like, Giovanni would have been like, oh, like... Like, no. Oops. But, like, in, in this world with that story in mind and stuff, it's like... Because there was, like... You know the moment at the beginning of the movie too, where he kind of stands up for Giovanni when you know everyone's being rough on him in class and stuff, and you you can see that he wants to be Giovanni's friend, and Giovanni thinks of him as like a friend, but it's clear like they're probably not like hanging out all the time, right? Like you know, he just their dads were friends, so they just kind of you know they're cool with each other, yeah. And so I can see there's probably this untold. Uh, point of view from campanella where in the reality of things campanella dies and has a scorpion moment of like man i wish like i could have been a better friend to giovanni you know before i died because he needed that and so in a way even though giovanni is the main character it almost ends up being more of a catalyst for campanella's character where it's like campanella like that's why, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's why Giovanni is able to go on the train because it's like Campanella may have had this thought like the scorpion and so the train allowed Giovanni to get on it. So Campanella could like be a friend to Giovanni before going away forever. Right. Yeah. Which I hadn't I really thought, thought about of it that, like that, yeah. but I th- I kind of think that's the goal because yeah. I've. Did forget like I'm glad you brought up the scorpion story because I kind of like forgot to bring that up earlier. Yeah. But that, well, it that becomes story, super crucial
1: in the end. Yeah, it's
0: like a very
1: important like because Giovanni's theme. he prays he's like God, please let me be like the scorpion and like yeah help yeah. people like in my life. You know, I want to help people from now on. Right.
0: So, oh, so good. It's <laughs> stupid cat movie about a, it's a stupid children's book. I know. I <laughs> got turned into like cat movie. That was my exact like reaction and,
1: and I, in my review. It was like, why is this
0: movie about cats making me
1: cry? Yeah,
0: like it's weird because like yeah, it's based off a kids book, but I can't really imagine kids watching this movie and being entertained by it at all. Because maybe not. It's pretty slow. It's visually interesting, but like it's very slow. I can see some kids finding this very boring kids i think most people like you know at least teens and older would probably get something out of it but it's a very specific kind of movie it's very like artsy and kind of symbolic and Mm -hmm. but i think it has a straightforward enough narrative but it is pretty loose it's like all right we're gonna go on this train and a bunch of random things are gonna happen and then like yeah bye you know (laughs) yeah but i i do think it's cohesive enough that even if people didn't think about what it all meant, they would still just be like, "That was a cute little romp through the <laughs> galaxy." You know? yeah. Your friend is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have a good time? <laughs> right. Exactly. But man, the
2: Campanella.
0: Titanic scene is just like brutal too. It like yeah, it's very like just yeah. It just like shows people dying on the Titanic, and the guys like yeah, you know, like. I was watching after these kids, and, like, um, we were trying to get them off, but, like, we failed, and it's, like, dep- it's a depressing story, and they're just, like, yeah, we, like, drowned and died to death, we, and then they show <laughs> the <laughs> kids, and heaven. they're just, like, sleeping, and it's, like, yeah, these kids just drowned on the Titanic. Yeah. Do
1: you also notice that uh, the little kid had, like, water on yeah. him? It's, yep. like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, mm-hmm. Yep. There is an interesting, like, correlation about, there's an interesting thing with, like, rivers, and water because they're always talking about how like like in the teachers like saying like the milky way everyone thinks it looks like a river oh and, yeah and then like campanella dies in a river yeah and then, like the titanic thing death it's like, by uh, water you yeah know, there's a lot
0: of water yeah
1: stuff. i didn't i didn't look into it that much but i wonder if that's how the author's sister died I don't maybe know. yeah but that's interesting there's a lot of interesting things to think about with this. Like that's how that's For how like good some
0: eighties anime movie that's based off a children's book, it has it has way more to think about than like a lot of artsy indie movies nowadays. You yeah. Know, like there's so much to think about with it and but it's still like a pretty straightforward, cohesive story, but you can really pick apart its meaning and what it's saying and um, it's just a very patient visual splendor, like audible splendor. Like I love the sound. That was one of my favorite aspects. Was just the sound design and the yeah. ambience. Like if you watch with headphones and you just hear like all the sounds of the train and the creaking and this like, yeah, it's almost like this echo like poof, 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 like that's always happening like every five seconds like on the train. Yeah, I just I love how it sounds and it's very like soft sounding and feeling movie and visually like it's a very soft looking movie because everything's like round and warm and blue like not too bright and colorful it's like all pretty toned pretty you know it's not like desaturated but it it just has a very specific feel it's incredible it's one of the most unique movies like ever
1: yeah Um, yeah I was completely I can't can't really compare
0: it to anything
1: no no Except Blade Runner. Yeah, like
0: Blade Runner, like <laughs> the feeling it gives my mind I compare it to, but the movie itself yeah. I don't at all.
1: Not not a movie, but like it does like make me think of like old uh, books that I know of. Like for some reason it kind of makes me think of this book called uh, At the Back of the North Wind. Um, I feel
0: like I've heard of that.
1: It's like it was written by George McDonald, and I feel like that this could have been <laughs> like McDonald's. A, shut up. <laughs> McDonald's is a thing before McDonald's I know, I know <laughs> It's literally
0: named after people named McDonald's <laughs> um, But it feels like something that
1: he could write
0: Yeah, you know? that's the thing This movie does feel like a children's book Like yeah. it's structured like a book Yeah you know,
1: Which it's, it's interesting Because this book I'm remembering things that I read about it um, This book The book was published posthumously After the author was dead oh and there's actually that makes it even more
0: weird i know (laughs) Uh.
1: um i forgot about that and also there's a middle he didn't really complete the book Hmm. um he like was like revised it and revised it and there's actually he was supposed to there's like a middle chunk that he was supposed to have finished but really he didn't so which is interesting because it doesn't feel like it's missing anything but apparently there's supposed to be more in the middle that he never finished. So
2: huh.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Wonder, it's weird.
0: I wonder, like, I'm really curious to read the book to see, like, like, is it like a children's children's book where it's like just pictures and like it's 20 pages. No, it's
1: like chapters. Oh, okay. And such. Like, because this like is from Hobbit? like the thirties. I don't know if it's as, as like, epic proportionately as the hobbit but it's
0: like uh it's probably like 80 probably, p- it's probably like 60 pages like, I don't, a, it's like probably a short something like alice in wonderland okay. Probably like a short yeah. kids length novel but it's like it's yeah. not like a picture book
1: right yeah but it's not like 200 pages or yeah anything. I, looked,
0: I just looked up the book on google and yeah you're right it is just like a kid yeah like looking up at a train flying through the sky. I'm kind of <laughs> curious to read it. Yeah, same. I guess that's that's probably makes more sense why, like if the book itself doesn't have a lot of illustrations, if they were just like, well, we can make the characters look however we want.
1: Yeah, it doesn't change much, really.
0: No, it doesn't but I'm I'm curious man now I'm curious to see like what the book is like though you know
1: as far as I know it's a pretty faithful adaptation okay. to okay it. it
0: it feels like as- it
1: aside from be- them being cats yeah
0: <laughs> i mean it, it does feel like it's structured like a book would be like, it's very segmented, like almost episodic. Yeah. Like there's like an event and then that ends, that character goes away and now there's new characters and a new thing to think about. And then they go away and then we have a new chapter with like new people. Yeah. So which works. (laughs) I I like movies that episodic structures can be really, that can be really well done uh, in some movies. So yeah, I like it.
1: Yep. I loved this movie. Yeah. Uh, I remember I said in our top 10 films episode, I mentioned something about how like a way to get to my heart is like to for me to like a movie is just put a bunch of symbolism in it and yeah, I'm going to yeah. love it. And, and yeah, that, this that does was... <laughs> like,
0: this is my favorite kind of that type yeah. of movie where it's very, you still have interesting characters with like mm-hmm. their own motives and like a pretty general story. Type of story to follow Yeah But it's just like Littered with like Interesting scenes Accompanied by Interesting visuals yeah. That encourage you To want to figure out Like what it's saying Yeah You know yeah. But I can see Someone just watching And being like That looks pretty cool And like just <laughs> thinking It was a good movie But not thinking about it Yeah But I feel like You can really get a lot Out of this movie And clear- Clearly The source material Has a lot of like Personal you know, heart put into it. And I feel like it translates really well to this movie because this movie feels really personal yeah, in a way. Like you can tell it's probably based off some real experience, which I thought that, and I didn't know that the author of the book had his sister die and yeah. went on a train and that's how he wrote it. Yeah. So it, yeah, that feeling of it being this personally driven story about something like that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I it's, gave it a 9 out of 10. I gave it a 9 the first time I watched it, and on rewatch I upped it to a 10 because I just... And then the third time I watched it because I just realized I was like, I want to watch it again. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like It's it's something I could watch pretty easily at any point just because like, it feels very... Com- even though it's depressing and kind of sad, it's not like... It's not like a chore. It's not like an emotionally traumatic thing to watch. Like, it's pretty comfy, you know? It's not like, like, I know we've been talking about how heavy it is, but, (laughs) you know, keep in mind, it's like, it's technically a kid's movie, like kid's animated movie, but it's just shockingly serious and heavy for the kind of topics it's stack. Like, you don't see kid's movies trying to teach kids about how to grieve death very often, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I think it does it. Extremely well, yeah, and uh, this I love is, it when, when kids' movies do that, so yeah. That's why I like, um, like I think The Lion King does that pretty well, yeah, like yeah, true. Handling uh, death and all that, literally, and, get
0: a scene of kid crying over his dead dad, yeah, you know. <laughs> Spoiler, whoopsies, <laughs> um,
1: spoilers no. for Hamlet <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Moses, the story of Moses, <laughs> yeah. uh, and all those. Kimba, no. I guess true. I guess
0: the other most intense mature movie that's like a kids animated movie is like the Prince of Egypt. Ooh, yeah. That movie's dark. Yeah, you literally see a dead baby.
1: Oh my god! When it's like yeah. little hand
0: falls out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude,
1: DreamWorks.
0: I want to yeah, rewatch they
1: were, that. They're like, we're not Disney. That
0: movie, yeah. That movie's yeah. so good. I want to watch it again. I was going to say we should talk about it sometime. Yeah, we but... could do another animated double feature sometime. Do, yeah. I liked this idea. I liked how this worked out. Yeah. Um, it, is... It's kind of funny because Tintin and Galactic Railroad are like the polar opposites of each other. One is very realistic, CGI, bombastic, <laughs> energetic, funny. And then Adventure. the other one is 2D and like really slow paced and somber and like about mm. death. Just goes
1: to show our uh, our tastes yeah to you they're guys. about as
0: opposite as you could get <laughs> although
1: they are both very good adaptations of yeah uh, a, a already existing
0: work that is true they are both yeah. like book Booker comic adaptations
1: yeah and they both have like interesting backstories about the author um, true yeah which I didn't expect but it worked out yeah so um, that was a good good suggestion for Night on the Galactic Railroad. Yeah, I'm
0: glad you liked it because I it connected with me, and I was like, man, I've never heard of anyone talk about this before. Yeah, I so never I, heard of it. I'm before. glad showing it. I'm glad the first person I made watch it really liked it. So I don't yeah. feel so I don't feel crazy for liking <laughs> it so much. Yeah, and now we're introducing it to. The,
1: the Fifteen. People.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. You guys should definitely check it out, especially like if you like like anime films. It is like Japanese. It's for you can watch it for free on Amazon. It's got like it's yeah. like the we, the IMDb TV thing. That's what I did, but there is ad breaks. Yeah. In it I own the Blu Ray too. Or, okay. So contact Mitchell. Yeah. If you I'll wanna, send it to you <laughs> <laughs> if you want to borrow the Blu Ray. Um, I I forgot to say like the thing about like foreign movies, international movies, whatever. Uh-huh. When we talk about them on the show, I can't really like get put clips of it in the show because true. Since our audience is mostly English speaking, uh, but shout out to our fan in you Taiwan. Either just make them yeah <laughs> true.
0: Either just make the clips really short or just maybe do some like music. Well, yeah, I was I was most likely just gonna
1: do music. Yeah, so just in case like, or just every 10 really seconds
0: have the clip of him out. screaming Campanella Campanella <laughs>
2: Campanella
0: it's so cute <laughs> cute distressed cat who's <laughs> just experienced death so cute <laughs> yeah
1: that it yeah that's all folks i guess
0: recommendation
1: recommend whose turn is it i
0: think it's mine uh i'll do an album recommendation it's a just came out it's a double album it's like 20 songs an hour and 20 minutes so it's a it's a lengthy one but it's a big thief's new album it's called dragon new warm mountain i believe in you uh it's by Big Thief. <laughs> okay. I've always liked Big Thief, but I've never been like in love with them. But I, I've listened to um Masterpiece recently and I haven't listened to like a lot of their other stuff, but um this new album is great. It's probably my favorite so far. I mean uh-huh. I've listened to some other songs from other albums and like Masterpiece is really good, but it's a very like cosmic y like folky album. Uh-huh. And it has a lot of really fun production, and it's it's pretty chill, but it's not boring. It's got some uh, really fun tunes, but yeah, it's a nice folky album. It's pretty long, but I I really like it, and it's probably going to end up being one of my favorites this year easily. So nice. Uh, yeah, Dragon New Warm Mountain. I believe in you by Big Thief. Cool. Check it out if uh, if you like it.
1: Check out those warm
0: dragons.
2: We- I'm just
0: Okay. I was thinking of recommending Elden Ring, even though it's not out yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you haven't even played it yet.
0: I know, right? It just turns out to be a
1: terrible game. Oh, You're like, oh, I want to take back that recommendation. I'm going to go
0: on the Galactic Railroad if it's bad. <laughs> uh, it we're, go on the like, river. we're recording it on Tuesday the 22nd, so it comes out in like three days for me. Or two days, technically. Well, you
1: can re- recommend it when it's your turn. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And... D- Two months. No, I'm not going to recommend, like,
0: 80-hour games to people. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I wanted
1: to, just real quick, some housekeeping to do, because I want to be faithful to our fans. Just asked, uh, in the last couple episodes, asked um, what people's favorite albums were. Oh, yeah. And films. So a couple people commented on their favorite album uh Lisa said Adele's new album so nice 30 by Adele which I, I i that was in my top 10 I did love that album excellent Tyler says uh he
0: actually lists uh, a few so this is like favorites of last year right yeah of okay. 2021
1: yeah gotcha. thank you for uh clarifying
0: because when he said favorites I was like oh her favorite album of all time is Adele's new <laughs> album. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I meant of 2021. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Tyler mentions a few. He said, uh, Scaled and Icy, which is um, uh, 21 Pilots. Well, his name is Tyler, <laughs> yeah, it's actually the guy from 21 Pilots. It's got some um, good songs. Mercury Act One, he doesn't say who it's by. Never heard of it. Let me look it up. Look it up. Uh, and Donda, he said Donda which is Kanye West's I never listened album. to all
0: of it, but I heard it has some good stuff on it. Um, donda, donda, donda. Yeah, Mercury Act 1 is by Imagine Dragons. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> that was my favorite album. It's probably my favorite album of all time, actually. <laughs> you, you
1: don't lie. You didn't <laughs> put it in your top 10. You didn't even put it as an honorable no, I mention. No, didn't, I didn't listen to it. Imagine, Dra- Dude, just Imagine Dragons, man.
0: Dude, imagine.
1: If you could just imagine Imagine?
0: Them. Them. Dragons,
1: <laughs> the guy who made Spyro, be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Tyler and Lisa. Uh, what was your favorite film of twenty twenty one? Was asked. Nicholas said in all caps, "Dune." Nice. And uh, I guess
0: Dune is technically spelled with all caps all the time.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's being
0: accurate. It
1: would change the whole movie if it was just capital D and everything else was lowercase. Remember
0: the first logo where everyone thought it was dunk <laughs> because <laughs> no. the E, because they had to add a little star? On the far right thing So it looked more like An E instead of a C (laughs) Cause it was just like The U shapes Like Dunk in different Yeah so everyone was like Seeing Dunk soon (laughs) That's funny I didn't know that It made me laugh Cause that's why they added The star in the second version Mm. There's like a little star In it at the right So it looks like an E Instead of a C (laughs) (laughs) Um Lisa said Tragedy
1: of Macbeth Hands down No competition Good choice Yeah I, I appreciate agree. it It was my number one as well It was my number two? Yeah Get lost No <laughs> I like Spencer too much I'm a simp No Spencer is really good Yeah And it'll probably Grow on me Over time That's like, just such I a specific
0: it. Type of movie Like it was like That's it, just a Mitchell Core movie You know I mean I It's, it's my kind of movie too Yeah you know. That's just like the epitome Don't of just like what just say it's I, about That's the epitome Of stuff I like in movies
1: No same
0: Yeah Yeah Alright. Like,
1: Sorry. Let's just do another sponsor episode. <laughs> so you can talk more about it. Yeah. What Kristen are, uh...
0: Stewart is so good. She's <laughs> always been really underrated. She's really good in Clouds of Sills Maria. Like, yeah, she's was bad at Twilight. Man.
1: Those are the movies that I know that she was in. <laughs> anyway,
0: I watched The Runaways, which is like the uh what's her name? The band The Runaways. I'm forgetting the name of the girl that was in it. Some famous Hang on.
1: Haley Williams?
0: No. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, Joan Jett. You know Joan Jett. You've heard of her. No. Well, uh, <laughs> The Runaways has a song that's like, you're my ch- 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 cherry bomb. Oh, you know, like that. yeah. So Joan Jett was in that, and then she became a solo artist, and Kristen Stewart plays Joan Jett. And oh. Dakota Fanning plays the singer, like, Lita Ford of The Runaways.
1: Huh.
0: And it was like, it was fine.
1: That's fine. Yeah, I remember you reviewing it. I it didn't know right. that's what it was about. I was um. just
0: like, I want Kristen Stewart to pretend to play guitar really poorly in my band. <laughs> well, actually, she was playing. There were scenes where she was like actually playing chords, like for practice. But she,
1: but it just
0: she, she, it just sounded bad. Oh, no, she wasn't she not good. She didn't know. It. You could tell she probably learned how to play chords for that movie. But
1: <laughs> oh, she's too bad. She, pretty she good sucks. No,
0: Clouds of Stills Maria, though I think you would like that movie.
2: I'll
1: check it out. I mean, the uh,
0: The main actress in it, she's like some French actress. Um, she did really amazing in it. But Kristen Stewart's like her assistant. And I, yes, it has Kristen Stewart in it, and that <laughs> encouraged me to watch it. But I was just curious about it in general, even uh-huh. outside of the fact that she's in it, because the director makes a lot of good stuff, and yeah, I want to sure. watch more. Yeah. Um. So I'm. Did
1: you have... know that I did uh, put out a poll for um for for the last episode I didn't share it Because not many people Voted on it Yeah The question was Does Mitchell simp Way too hard For Christian Stewart <laughs> It
0: was yeah <laughs> I do
1: One person voted yes
0: <laughs> I don't even like Simp in like a, Oh she's so attractive way I just I just simp in like a, She's just cool <laughs> I just wanna like Hang out with her And get a it's beer It's a
1: personality thing For sure
0: you love yeah. her personality. I mean, it's. I sound like such a freaking <laughs> loser right now, but it's. I, it's not like oh, she's so hot. I love her. I just. I just think she's cool. I don't it's know. okay. Yeah.
1: I used to do the same thing. It's for like, a like not, Jennifer a, Lawrence. Yeah, it's
0: not in like in a, like with like Catherine Watterson. Yeah. It's not like she's an amazing actress. I just think she's cute. Yeah. You know, with yeah. Kristen Stewart, it's just like I just think she's cool. Yeah. You
1: know. She's so cool. Yeah
0: It's weird I don't know It's kind of like how I am about Robert Pattinson Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson Are basically the same person To me Yeah <laughs> If that <laughs> makes sense We need to end this they episode one epi- I'm just talking one nonsense person.
1: What are Well what are we going to talk about In the next episode
0: Good point Um I feel like we need to I don't know What should we do I gave my
1: idea for the last episode It's your turn
0: Um Beat Bloodborne so we can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's a heavy load. That would take a long time. Well, um, I'm trying to think of like. That was a joke, by the way. Okay. I mean, if you beat it when you eventually beat it someday, we should. We should, but yeah, I don't want you to rush it because it's. I replayed it, and the, I replayed it a couple months ago, and then did New Game Plus again. I've played it like twice in a couple months. Yeah, and it has um like i am with everything it's like pr- it's probably up in my top 5 now like yeah. every time i play it i like it more and i got i went into a huge rabbit hole of like getting every story bit reading everything in the game learning about the story and i just like The story and world building in that game is, like, some of the best in any game ever. Like, the world building is so good. And I got super into the story of all the characters and stuff and, like, what the world is and what the church is and all that. Right. Like, I got obsessed. And I'm like, man. And then replaying it with all that in context, like, made it, like, five times. I've always loved the game. Yeah. But replaying it again and, like, having more story context of the world because it is easy to miss. I was like, this is... This is like one of the best games ever made.
1: Yeah, like, I would agree if if I'd beat it. Yeah. I, f- I feel weird because like, I included it in my top five in that in that episode, and I'm like, why did I do that? I haven't even finished it yet. But I do like that. Um, not for the next episode, but you guys heard Just it here first. When I beat it, we will do an episode on Bloodborne. I'm but to, I'm to think what about like, the next episode?
0: Like, should we do a music or a movie thing or? What whatever whatever you feel like, man. Um I feel like we should both like try to watch a movie that neither of us neither wow, neither, neither of, of, of us f- have seen. But, okay. Like we both want to watch. So like we both watch something. Okay. Um like, maybe
1: I recommend something to you that you haven't seen, but I have?
0: No, it's just like Both of us just, like, watch the same thing. Just Okay. And it doesn't have to be, like, a new... Like, you know how we would see a new movie? Right. But, like, it doesn't have to be a new movie. Just, like, something in general that maybe both of us have wanted to watch.
1: Okay. Oh! I think I already know the perfect one. Yeah? Because I've been... I've been having this system of um, watching things off my watch list... I watch a movie I haven't seen. This is really weird. <laughs> I take the title, and um, I take the letters of the title and like the number of letters, and then I go back to my watch list and I go, okay, like say if it was six letters, okay, one, two, three, and whatever it one that lands on, oh, I'm okay. like, I'm gonna watch that next. No, that's fun. And it just so happens that the movie that I want that I'm going to watch next is this movie called American movie.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I think that's on my watch list too. I've, that's it like a, is. That's I like can the, see do, on it's Letterboxd. It's documentary thing.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I've my heard friends, a lot like, about my it. My friends
0: love that movie.
1: Yeah. I've heard a lot about it, so I would love to watch that. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah.
0: We could do that. Yeah. Should we just do that or should we, do anything else i
1: like doing double features they make for a good all right
0: so that's one on your watch list i'll try and find one on mine that i think you would probably also be interested in so american movie and i think i have one okay i've really been wanting to watch a simple plan by sam raimi
1: oh interesting okay
0: it's not even a horror movie it's like a heist movie Huh. It has um, Bill Paxton, Bridget Fonda, Billy Bob Thornton, Jack Walsh. And it's, um. yeah, it's like this heist movie. About What's it these, called again? A Simple Plan, and it looks like that. That's something I've really wanted to watch for a while, and I'm kind of in a Sam Raimi mood. Yeah. So there's that, or I can find a second one just in case. I'm going to look through just to make sure nothing else seems more interesting. But that caught my eye. of like, oh, yeah, I really need to watch that. Yeah, we'll go with the simple plan
1: Okay, we will go with the simple plan A simple plan
0: Uh Cool, alright cool. cool, so yeah, we're gonna just do Yeah, I feel like if there's a week where we do one And there's like no movies or albums coming out We can just True. do something like this
1: Yeah I mean, we could talk about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about
0: it right now. It sucks. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It's like one of the worst movies I've seen in my entire life. Never watch it. <laughs> You're happy that I gave you that opportunity to yeah. To hate on it. <laughs>
1: There's my review. It's horrible. <laughs> All right. So if you guys want to be a part of the conversation in our next episode, we are watching uh, American Movie. Uh, which is a film from 1999, directed by Chris Smith. Uh, it's a documentary. And we will also... Oh, wow. These are very close together in years. Oh, really American nice. American movies, 1999. A Simple Plan is from 1998. Mm. From... Directed by Sam Raimi. So of
0: Spider-Man fame.
1: Yeah. So we'll be talking about that in the next episode. And I'm excited. I have n- no idea what to expect, really. Yeah. But I don't
0: either from either like I, kn- I know people really like american movie and i kind of know it's about like a dude who makes movies or something but i i haven't seen many clips of it and a yeah. simple plan i know some people really really adore it but i i haven't even seen a trailer i've seen the poster in the premise yeah, i never so, even heard of it and i love sam raimi obviously so i'm yeah. excited to watch that one it's been on my watch list for like over a year cool all
1: right i'm excited i'm very intrigued And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. And um, don't forget that you don't always die from tobacco. Sometimes it just um,
0: kills your lung. Just like Campanella. (laughs) Campanella! Campanella smoked too many cigarettes and died and drowned.
1: (laughs) His lungs failed him. He couldn't swim properly.
0: That's what that movie was really about.
1: Yep. 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 That's what it's about. Dare it. <laughs> it's there. Bye. All right. All right, bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Podwood Forecast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media at Twitter and Facebook. And as always, stay beautiful and thanks for listening.